For someone who travels weekly, hotels, they get boring pretty quick. They're lonely, crowded, you know, just, I want to find something more fun. So on tour, we started seeing a lot in Airbnbs. Uh, you know, I did my special taping in Phoenix uh, in 2021, and we had a Airbnb then, and it was just so much fun. I mean, it's honestly a lot cheaper, too, is what's crazy. Um uh, just so much more space. They have full homes. I mean, it's, you can, you know, easy to cook stuff, easy to, you just feel like you're at home. Uh, did you know you could also be my next Airbnb host? And uh, I mean, in fact, my tour manager, Travis, recently started hosting his place on Airbnb. Uh, he says it's a great way to make extra money while we are on the road this summer, uh, since his home would be just sitting empty. It's a great idea to host while you're away if you have some upcoming travel plans this summer. Uh, your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, folks. Welcome to the Nate Land Podcast today. Uh uh, Nate Land is brought to you by Helix Sleep. Uh, it's a premium mattress band, brand that has had mattress based on your unique sleep preferences. Uh, the Helix lineup includes 14 unique mattresses. Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash Nate with Helix. Better sleep starts now. Also, thank you to Viore for sponsoring Nate Land. Get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at vioriclothing.com slash Nate. Not only will you receive 20% <coughs> off your first purchase, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75. Also, shout out to our sponsor, BetterHelp. Easy and affordable online therapy. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash Nate. That's betterhelp.com slash Nate for 10% off. All right, <laughs> yeah, right. It was a it was a good run I had. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you did good. Yeah. Hey, bear, you are out. <laughs> Thank you for uh, your service, Dusty. Welcome, uh, as always. I'm uh, Neighbor Getsy, Brian Bates, Aaron Weber, uh, Dusty Slay. We're back, living it up, mm-hmm. living the dream. Uh, something, <laughs> you know. This is it. Yeah. Where were you this weekend? Uh. I was, uh, it was a long, I went to uh, Austin, Texas, uh, I had like a private gig there, and then uh, I did Rogan. Nice. Uh, went and did Rogan's show. Rogan's new hour, very good. I was telling you that earlier. It's, uh, it's uh, his new hour is great, and it was fun to get to watch that, I like to him just run it, uh, and because he's about to tape it, I think, or I, he has taping or something, I don't know. Uh, but it was very, very good. And then, so yeah, I was in Austin, and then we went to uh, Big Cedar Lodge. Stop because we drove from Austin to Wisconsin Dells, and so that's like eighteen hours. Wow! And so we stopped in Big Cedar Lodge, which is in uh, Branson, and uh, I golfed there, and uh, and then we went and then drove there. Is that where we played once before? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Play this Ozark. That place is awesome. Yeah. That was before I started playing golf, so I just sat alone that whole day. Yeah. Oh yeah. Was that with y'all? Is that what you were talking yeah. about? Yeah. On yeah. the drive-in tour. 
Yeah, yep. Nick. Yeah, Nick uh, rode around a cart with us. You didn't drive the cart with us? No. Yeah. No, I sat on the bus all day. I think yeah. I played thirty six that day. I love how you make sitting alone all day seem so sad. I mean, that's that's my. Dream. I didn't mean to make it sound that's quite that dream. sad. No, it was it's sad. more about my regret and wishing I had taken advantage of that opportunity. No, nah, it was sad. Okay, we had fun. And <laughs> you hung out with the ladies back at the clubhouse. Dang, I love sitting alone all day. <laughs> it was you would like big suit this place. Have you heard yeah. of that? No, it's big lakes. Yeah, a lot like of uh, boating. We did uh, the rope. Like you know, you do the rope thing where you go. There's three levels, and you're tied in, and you got to walk across. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we did that. Oh yeah, uh, I'd be into that. Yeah, it does not seem high when you're on the ground. You're like, yeah, it's not gonna be bad. And you get up there, you're like, it is hot. What's that called? Just like a high ropes course? Uh, yeah, ropes course or something. Yeah, and uh, it's very high. Like, are you like doing the tightrope, walking a tightrope? Yeah, like you can fall, but you're tied well, you're up. you're yeah, you're tied up yeah. to this thing, but it's. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I mean, it's you're you just end up higher than you think. You slip, but you're trusting that they've done a good job. You, I, I trust that these kids know what they're doing. Yeah, <laughs> that they weren't just hired that day or about to quit. Oh, yeah. Two weeks I mean, notice. These it, it's very much like uh, uh, the feel there is like it's kids that are in school and they're just you know they're about to start back school and you know. Uh, there's always like a girl talking to the guys that's not working there. She's on right. the outside of the fence, and they <laughs> and they talk as they tie you up into the thing. And he's he's just repeating the lines, you know, just whatever monotone going through yeah, the motions, going through the motions. And so, yeah, you definitely do check a little bit. The older you get, you're like, I remember how much I didn't pay oh, attention yeah. at that age. I I'll, didn't have people's lives in my hands. I was at Six Flags one time, and you do that spaceship that goes around, and it would usually go around, like it goes up, and then it comes down, and then eventually it goes over, and it goes over like three times. Mm -hmm. I remember the guy seemed mad when we got in the spaceship, <laughs> and it went over like six times. Oh, yeah. Like, I was like, all right, let's go ahead and wrap this up. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> he got it going. Yeah, I was like, I'm about done with this. Yeah. You're but saying he cranked it up? Just to spite you I guys. I think he was just mad and didn't care and was just not paying attention. I would hope that they wouldn't have like a speed button on it. Like it would just be. <laughs> Me too. Moment. You know, moment. You're like, here's the one. This is all it can do. It should be one setting. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Yeah, that'd be crazy if they're like, no, we let the guy fill it out. Yeah. You know, yeah. maybe we got some. If you don't like them. Maybe it's too light, folks, but we got a little couple bigger folks <laughs> yeah. up there. So we got to get a little like oh, yeah. swinging <laughs> it back and, you know. That's why I don't like a county fair. I feel like a state fair, they got a little, it's a little better. They got a little more, but a county fair, it's like that guy could have been on a bender. The, for all I yeah. Know, the setting it up. Almost like the, the government is aware of a state fair. Right. So you're like, at least yeah. they're scared that someone's going to show up. And check them. Yeah. But a county fair, you're like, I don't know if no one knows you yeah. here. The mayor of that town might not know you. Yeah. Who even knows what's going on with that county? Yeah. I mean, they're just like, yeah, but you can set up some Wilson stuff County Fair we go to. Is that a I hear a lot about that. Is that is that good? It's oh, so yeah, good dude. that they've now combined with the Tennessee State Fair. That's yeah. the same thing now. Yeah. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? That I've only go to county fairs. Yeah. Well, you can uh, go there, but riding the rides is one thing. <coughs> Yeah, we uh, yeah Wilson County Fair is coming up. I'm sure and the so fairy we go, dust is okay. I think we go every year. What is it? Fairy Wilson, floss? Yeah. Oh, yeah, fairy sure floss. Yeah. Wilson County Fair is great. I think it's going on now, isn't it? Yeah, we might be going. <coughs> uh, I feel like there's a day we all go, and or my family goes. Uh, but, yeah, we uh, we, yeah, we go. Wilson, Wilson County Fair is, I mean, that's what it's about, dude. 
me and Aaron did a fair and uh someplace in Washington. About ten people came to the show and uh Puyallup. Yeah, Pu Puyallup, Washington. Wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. About ten people came. Where was the show? Was <laughs> it on like a huge uh oh. I mean like all the chairs were taken out of the arena. It was just a huge dirt field and then just endless amounts of stands out there. Wow. And there's about ten people out there, maybe ten on the field. We had a great, and there was just, you know, a hundred yard gap in between. You know what, Dusty? I was in Seattle last weekend and somebody who was at that show came to see me at the club. <laughs> Ooh. All right. They said they were one of the people that walked down from the stands and stood right in front of the stage. Oh, yeah, with our you. true fans. That's true <laughs> fans. Yeah. yeah. True fan base. Do you, ever, in there. do you ever get invited to golf? Uh, I've been invited before. But you just don't do it? No. I actually met Jamie Johnson at the Opry, and I think he was, I don't know if he was going to invite me, but he goes, you ever golf? And then I made jokes about golf for about five minutes, and then later it was re revealed to me that he owns some golf courses. And I was like, oh, I might have missed an opportunity. To get into it. To hang with Jamie Johnson. Yeah. yeah. But it would have, I don't know. I'd like to hang with him, but in a different fashion. Yeah. Frisbee golf. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> It'd be better. Yeah, where were we all at? I was uh, with Leanne Morgan in Davenport, Iowa, and Omaha, Nebraska. Excuse my voice. <clears throat> um, clear it out. <clears throat> you get it cleared out on air. <laughs> I know. Can't get rid of it. <clears throat> all those cigars. You're smoking I know. cigars with Leanne? The, uh, the runner, the lady picked us up the hotel, take us to and from the theater, would not let me sit in the back with Leanne. <laughs> We came out, and she kind of gets out and helps Leanne with her kids. And then I'm getting in the back on the other side. She's like, no, you sit up front. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm with her. I'm on the show. And then she looked at me, and she's like, no, you just sit up there with me. <laughs> so she wouldn't let me sit in the back. So wow. I just rode with this old lady up front. I don't think she believed me that I was yeah. like a comedian on the show. Well, maybe that lady was into you. No, like she was not into me. It's yeah. funny, Leanne didn't fight for you at all. No. In that moment, she's like, yeah, you should shut up. We were both a little scared <laughs> of her, I think. Front. <laughs> Sorry. Why was it like an SUV? No, it was just the old lady's car. Yeah, and she had the windows like down on each side, and Leanne's in the back fixed up. And she said, "Would you mind rolling up the windows so my hair doesn't, you know, go crazy?" And she didn't seem happy about it, but she pushed the button, raised Leanne's side. <laughs> yeah, people that like their windows down, I think like their windows down. Oh yeah, they 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 don't want to be messed. Like I've gotten cars because it's a pretty bold statement to if you if you're taking someone that you don't really know and your windows are down, that's a very much well, this is my car, and so you're gonna deal with how I you know, you like usually I it's a you kind of like kind of feel out what's mm -hmm. going on. It's like with the radio too. You get in a car and someone just has the radio up super loud and you're like, Okay, I guess we're just doing this. Mm -hmm. And then they just will talk to you and you're like, I can barely hear mm -hmm. you. It's a pretty bold statement. Yeah, Uber. Windows Down's even bigger. Right, right, right. Because it's just, that affects, that's... Yeah, especially if they blowing. keep wanting to talk to you. You know, it's yeah. like, well, let's not add a, a noise machine in between yeah. here. And they'll talk while sitting straight. And you can, I'm like, it's it's like a hassle to listen. I Yeah, I don't... Yeah, it is. Yeah, Windows Down is... Yeah, it's funny. And I that, think they do it, Uber drivers do it to save on gas. That's why they have the windows down. Because they don't crank up the AC. Yeah, rather than run the air conditioner. Yeah. Never works quite as good as the AC, though. No. 
Uh, how much are you really saving? Not that much. I don't really. think you can be saving much. No. Maybe aerodynamically, you're even slowing it down. Maybe the wind's getting trapped, slowing well, you down. Probably about. increases the drag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Interesting. We do a physics episode. We'll dive into that. Yeah. Yeah, you wait. believe in aerodynamics? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this conversation. Let's not get carried away. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm just trying to, yeah, I'm just trying to make conversation here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was in Columbus, Ohio, Thursday, and then Arlington, Virginia, Friday, oh, yeah. Saturday. I had my buddy Chance Willie with me. I was going to get y'all's opinion on this. So we had to share a hotel room in Arlington. And uh, I had never done this before, but we instituted a policy that if you have to use the bathroom, you do it in the lobby downstairs. Like if you have to blow it up, you mean? Well, if you have to really get into it. Yeah. You go down to the lobby. And that changed everything. I didn't even mind sharing a hotel room with somebody. It was like livable the whole time. Do you know what I mean? Not yeah. knowing that. I, yeah, I would like that. I would get that. I'm thinking of doing that just when I'm alone in a hotel. <laughs> just having that policy. Just keep the room nice. The now, whole I time. believe Caleb Elliott, when he was on, he said you guys did something similar. Well, I think I, I use that. Ooh, I, gotcha. I would use the bathroom. Little gotcha moment right here. What do you mean? I don't know. Same thing where <laughs> it just <laughs> felt like it's over a dumb thing. Goes, well, that's funny, Aaron, because I think you've said this before, and you do it every time. Go ahead, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> I think with Caleb, it was like something we figured out throughout the weekend. Okay. This was the first time stepping in. This was before I mean, we, we opened the door. the door. I go, Chance, this is how it's going to work. Yeah. Okay, see that bathroom? That's for brushing your teeth. And that's it. Mm. Oh, you know? not even, not one or two. Well, we don't need to get too specific about what happened. <laughs> well, in that's there. what I, I mean, I agree with the number two. Like, don't blow it up in here. But, I mean, if you got to pee, I mean, let's just go for it in the <laughs> Well, bathroom. I think he's allowing that. Well, yeah, I, I'll allow it. He said it's just for brushing your teeth. Like, if you mm. need to shower, you bathe off it. I think it's just lobby. get. You know, you get <laughs> you get a rag and you go down to the lobby. Aaron starts. Yeah, <laughs> there's a fountain outside. Yeah, goes, we will not the use the bathroom at all. Yeah, matter of fact, if it locks from the inside, let's go ahead and lock it. Yeah, <laughs> I had. I remember one time. Uh, I think I was in D.C. and where Laura was with us, and I had a, a bathroom door that I couldn't get open because it was. Uh, it was like when the when it got wet, it's like the door would get stuck and it locked from inside. And I mean, I about had, uh, you know, a problem. That's that. Yeah, you started going, and it's just immediate. Just like I mean, I'm gonna knock this door down. Yeah, yeah. That's what's about to happen. I I think it's good to know that uh, for people that go open for you, that your headlining mode is you got some rules. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just yeah. to get started off on the headline part of your career. And you're already like, this is how it's about to be. Chase. Two things. These are the you're rules. You're not going to get your own hotel. You're not going to get, get your own room. Uh, we're you'll not going to waste money in your hotel. Yeah, and you're going to sleep in the me. car. You can come <laughs> up. I'll call you when I would like company. And then I'll tell you when I'm done with company. And I go, I'm done with company now. And that's what you say to them. And that's how they know. I want to say he probably benefited from this policy more than I did. Yeah. You know, I don't think he fought it. He was all for it. He was on board with it. Listen, kid, I'm going to do you a favor. (laughs) I've been in this game for a long time. Yeah. Uh, I know my body. Okay, buddy. (laughs) And you don't want to be a part of this. Because when I go, it's quiet. It's usually at night. It's very quiet. You hear everything. <laughs> you don't even go in the day when there's traffic. You go. It's it's always two in the morning. 
the most quiet. We can hear just the door shut down, five doors, and just and I leave the door open so it doesn't build up. That's yeah. right. Yeah, I don't turn the air on either. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, you don't want it building up. You got to run water. That's when you got to turn run. the shower on. Turn the shower on. Hey, I'm gonna shower for about forty five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> And just so you're aware, when I come out, you're going to be like, did you shower? And I'm like, yeah, I, I got redressed and dried off all in there. <laughs> uh, someone asked, with your long flight last week from Seattle where you had to divert and all that, yeah. did you use the airplane bathroom? I didn't. Not a single time. What? Yeah. And you were on the plane for like a long time. Uh, Yeah, about seven hours, yeah. Didn't wow. pee or anything? No. Mm-hmm. I had to. Wow. But I had to pretty bad. But I thought I can do this. I can make it. I'll pee twice on a plane just because. Just for fun? Yeah. I mean, I'll sit down, I'll go, well, as soon as we take off, I'm gonna go ahead and pee. <laughs> yeah. Well, I had a window seat. I didn't want to make these people, you know. There's a whole thing. It's a whole bottle thing. Bottle it up. Just bottle it up. Yeah. And then enjoy it. Enjoy it while it lasts. You'll get older and you're gonna I like to wait till they break out their laptop, the hook up headphones, pull down the tray, go, You mind if I get up here? Yeah. <laughs> as soon as they get all situated. <laughs> yeah. 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 Get their coffee. I go, mm, I'm sorry. But you're, I'm sorry. But you're right. I can feel it. I can feel my stamina fading with that. Yeah. Already. So. Yeah. It's I hard. am trying to enjoy it while I can. Yeah. You were somewhere. I was at home. home. Yeah. My mom came up, though, and my mom brought a couple of middle school yearbooks. And I don't know if you've looked at a middle school yearbook in a while, but I looked at two of them. It brought back memories it was like time travel for me. And then I had a dream that I went back to school. Wow. It's blowing my mind. I went back to school. I was like who I am now. <laughs> and then I guess the other kids were grown too, but we were still like accepting that. But I was myself now. I felt like I was much cooler. And I don't mean cool like, like you know, I don't know, whoever a cool You're person You're a little more is. opinionated in science class. Yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. But I mean, I was just like, hey, how you guys doing? You know, not like, you know, oh, it's first day. I got to make That's when impression. we landed on the moon. Right. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm never> like, <laughs> yeah. Just old Dusty goes in. Young Dusty just let stuff slide. Yeah. But Dusty now would be. Yeah, young Dusty was just believing it. <laughs> but now I'm mm. like, oh, no. Yeah. I'm in the office getting in. I'm in trouble. Oh, yeah. yeah. But I found in the yearbook where I had wrote down that certain teachers were nice. And then I wrote one lunch lady was nice. I don't remember her, and I don't know what the lunch lady did for me, but <laughs> I, I noted that she was nice. You signed your own yearbook. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you made notes about everybody in your own I had, yearbook? I had quite a few notes in there. <laughs> That's what, so they did your yearbook sign? He goes, look, I mean, all these people signed it. Yeah. It's all just Dusty's handwriting. I wrote what girls were hot. I wrote one girl needed to brush her teeth. Wow. Uh, wow. Some girls were okay. Here, kind of a manifesto going. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that's... I think this all kind of makes sense now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's coming together. It's coming together. We're <laughs> yeah. Piece by piece. Yeah. <laughs> it was shocking to me to read, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah check in with that girl with the brushed teeth. I will check in with her. <laughs> how you doing? I'll look her up on Facebook, just see how it's going. Mm-hmm. You know? Check it on the girls that are okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's such a funny <laughs> review. <laughs> yeah. She smells. She's hot. She's all right. But even like, I know we we're all kids, but some of the girls I listed as fine, I was like, are we sure about that? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I was like, what, what was well, your op- taste at back then? Opelika, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. 
Did you look at them and you're, that's when well, you're like, you know, oh, I'm looking at them, but I'm also like, well, they're, you know, what a 12. So it's <laughs> tough to, it's a tough call to make. I was also 12 at the time. Did you, you didn't go look anybody up? No, no, not now. Nah, my wife was home and, and my, uh, my mom was there. I <laughs> yeah, thought, well, let's not go look them up right yeah. now. Let's just talk about it on a podcast. So yeah. <laughs> then my uh, wife listens to it. She'll, she'll listen to it. Yeah. Yeah. But she read the, she saw the yearbook too. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> she may be filing divorce papers right now. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to find out. Yeah. Well, we're about to read these comments. Let's see. Uh, <laughs> this one of the comments is her. <laughs> uh, Josh, o- uh, Josh Oakley. I've listened to every episode of this podcast. I've never heard Dave respond more quickly or confidently about anything than when he confirmed that McDonald's <laughs> does still, in fact, use plastic straws. It's yeah. true. You I know your know stuff. That. I didn't know that. Well, I don't want misinformation on here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when you know something, you know something. When you, don't yeah. be quiet about it. Don't be. I don't want people not going to McDonald's because they don't believe in the product. Yeah. Right. We're doing good things at McDonald's. <laughs> Jonathan Parker. Yee-yee is a country term used to express excitement or happiness. Coined by country music artist Granger Smith. Yee has since been marketed by the band selling merchandise such as t-shirts, flags, decals, etc. What else is etc? That's kind of all of it, right? Yeah, I mean, what else? Selling merchandise make? such as t-shirt, I flags, decals. I mean, take decals. a look. They've got beef jerky. Oh, oh yee jerky. Yee jerky. Yee yee jerky. <clears throat> that doesn't sound like some jerky I want. I'd never heard yee until somebody yelled it out at a show. Yee Were you were you going to make some t-shirts? No, no. I I you know, I don't I mean, I don't know. I mean, Yee Yee, we had a good time at one <laughs> show that I did saying Yee Yee, but I'm done with it, I think. Yeah, that was a fun time. But yeah. now it's kind of a wrap. <laughs> yeah. There's also it's a uh, great, Yee Yee's a great name for merchandise. It is. Hay Bear has its own merchandise. Oh, yeah? Yeah. There's a website, Hay Bear, and it's just hats, shirts, all wow. that stuff. Like just a, like a company. I think so, yeah. Mm. We should have got in on that. Yeah. I know. We missed Yee the boat. chewing tobacco. It seemed like that was one of those hats. That seemed like that, yeah, that second hat there. That seems like a chewing tobacco pouch. I think it's maybe designed to look like that yeah. logo a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Uh, <laughs> well, that's what it seems like you do when you chew tobacco. You spit. Like that's like yee yee to me. Yeah. Yee Yeah. Nathan McCarter, Illinois, Illinois. <laughs> Illinois had to delay. Large lottery payouts just five years ago due to budget reasons, but they eventually resumed. There are no cases of lotteries defaulting, but theoretically it is possible. Even having to delay them is enough. Mm-hmm. That That's insane. You're like, oh, well, but I was supposed to be getting it. It's like, well, we're having some budget. <laughs> yeah. That would make me then go, I should have done the buyout. Uh, Even if, it, if there is, there's no cases of it, you're just like... You're- the idea that you buy the ticket and that money piles up from the tickets being purchased and then that's the pot you win, there should be no issue with the money. Yeah. Somebody's like, you know, out here spending money mm-hmm. and spending that lottery pot. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Just the disappointment. Yeah. Here, yeah. <laughs> Lauren Tukazagulu. <laughs> no. <laughs> Tak Gazaglu. Tak Gozaglu. That feels made up just to trip you up. It does. That's why I laugh. Yeah. Go with the first name Laura and that last name T O K G O Z O G L U. 
and just go, we're going to name her Laura. Right. <laughs> or maybe she married into it. Oh, she may she might have. That's got to be an interesting family reunion. <laughs> <laughs> the Smiths and the Tuck of Alolas. As someone who has been selling memorabilia and collectibles on eBay for 23 years, I was very excited to see this week's topic. I did some quick research, and those silver spoons under Aaron's couch could be worth tens of thousands of dollars. That's good to know. That's why we keep them safe under the couch. Mm-hmm. If somebody broke in, you'd never think to look there. Now they would, but right. before... Good thing you don't have a joke where you give away your parents' home address. <laughs> oh, man, I do do that. But I, I lie about a couple oh, details okay. in okay. that because I know about all these spoons, these yeah. valuable spoons. Would you quit the podcast if you became rich from these spoons? No. Or would you just stick around? If you got I mean, $10,000 from the spoon, would that be enough <laughs> to walk away? <laughs> <laughs> if I got ten thousand dollars, I'd divorce my wife. I'd leave town, get a new car. There was an episode of Sopranos where one of the guys his had a relative die and left him just a fortune, and he could get out. And his wife wanted him to get out, but Tony was like, "No, you're in this business for life." And even though he could just be a multimillionaire living for free, mm-hmm. he couldn't couldn't leave the family business. So this is, yeah, this is like the mafia. It's similar. Yeah, very similar. Yep. Can't leave. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jimmy Crowther. Crowther. Back in third grade, one of my classmates was Michael Irvin's youngest son. We went on a school field trip, and I won some bounty balls from Little Machine. His son told me he would trade me two autographed cards of his dad if I gave him the bounty balls, which was a no-brainer. Years later, I was cleaning out my room and found those cards again, only to realize that the signatures on the cards were clearly written by a third grader that just learned cursive. If his son ever makes it big, I guess they'd be worth something, but I think I lost that trade. <laughs> Isn't his son playing? Like mm-hmm. Orvin's son? I don't know. Feels like somebody would buy that card. They're like, mm-hmm. listen, this is not signed by Michael Irvin, but it is signed by Michael Irvin's son. In a fraud. Yeah. Yeah. Even situation. Better. Yeah. Yeah. I would be great if Michael Irvin's son's like, well, I still have those bouncy balls. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, wow, that guy is. When he takes something, he takes something. Yes. Yeah. Michael Irvin Jr. played college football. Michael Irvin the second, but it's not like in a, this was another son of his. Mm. Okay. Way to get to the bottom of that. <laughs> his youngest son. I don't have his FBI file. <laughs> you know, I can't pull up that. I want you. I want to see everything. <laughs> Where's these bouncy balls at? <clears throat> uh, Chris Chowden. When I was younger, I asked my grandma to give me the Superman comic book that came out right after the death of Superman. It was called Funeral for a Friend and had Superman flying towards the sun. I thought it'd be worth something someday and was excited to get a copy. Imagine my disappointment when I opened it up on Christmas and written in black permanent marker across the sun was Chris. Thanks, Grandma. Wow. <laughs> is that worth something now? I looked. I don't think it is. Oh. Uh, there it is. Uh, it's kind of a cool piece of history if you're into comic books. It's funny to just imagine Chris written. That was the right end in. of Superman? Like he, the grandma had back. so many oh. comic books that she was just like, well, this one's for Chris. All these others, I have these spoken for. It's a great spot to sign it. Uh, it is. Is so. This might have been before Post-it notes. Is the idea that they wanted to be done with <laughs> Superman and then they just brought him back? Um. Well, I have a uh, maybe a comic book superhero episode coming up that I thought we could talk about. But yeah, I mean, he got so powerful and. 
they just ran out of ideas. So they're like, let's kill him for a while just to get drum up excitement. And then they're like, well, we need him back. So then they come up with a reason to bring him back to life. How did he die? Old age? <laughs> no. Kryptonite, tonight, dude. <laughs> no. This was even in... <laughs> this was even that in... Was, that wasn't a dumb guess. Yeah, you know that's the only thing we know that hurts him. Well, I know Dusty knows because oh, okay. Dusty's into this stuff, right? Well, I don't know. I mean, I never like Superman to be honest. You're with just me. a Marvel guy. Yeah, Superman. It's like oh, it's so boring. He's like, oh, I got all the powers. Yeah, well, that's why I'm wondering how he died. They uh, Lex Luthor created a uh... Gene Hackman. <laughs> uh, Doomsday killed him. It was. Uh... A uh, creature that was created by Lex Luthor that um, okay that was equally powerful, I guess. And, oh wow! And Superman saved the world, but died in the process. Oh okay, yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, at least in the movie version. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that was a long way to. I feel like get to the bottom of it. Yeah. Jared Showerman, can't wait for that uh, Superman episode. Jared. <laughs> All right, we won't do that one. Comic books. No, I bet comic books will be fun. Yeah, that would be. Anyway. Jared Showerman. I grew up in the Northwest and was a huge Ken Griffey Jr. fan. I went to a card show in 1990 where he was signing autographs. I recently sent in two different autograph rookie cards to PSA for grading, and they came back well, They came back stating that autographs were of questionable authenticity <laughs> and they could not be graded. I was there when he signed them. Not sure what this does to the value of these cards, but I still love them for sentimental reasons. It's kind of a fun story. Wow. It is kind of fun. And they do look kind of, I don't know. Oh, you think Jerry did it? No, I believe him, but it's not like they're pristine looking. Yeah, imagine King Griffey Jr. just having a rough day. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> and all that matters. It's like if the guy, you know. You got to imagine the signatures are always going to be different. I mean, mm-hmm. I think I've like I I've signed or I've had to sign a bunch of stuff, and like you just sometimes it's just different. You're going to mess up. Mm-hmm. It's not like you're just a robot. You're I'll forget my last name. I'll be like, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then some are like, it looks like <laughs> just it's like I'm really drawing it. Some out. are just in print. Yeah, <laughs> some are just you're like, yeah, we know exactly who it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then summer, you're just like, ah, I forgot everything. I always have trouble with Nathaniel. I thought when I like I have to autograph Nathaniel. You do your whole name? Well, that's for like Oh, like checks. Business ventures. Yeah. yeah. Actual cursive all I would do it, but Laura me. makes me do it. She'll be like, This one's Nathaniel. I'm like, Well, why can't I just do the other one? But she makes me do Nathaniel, and there's a few this is uh an H and an L that comes later H's that you always forget tough. about. Yeah. The well, cursive comes is back tough at the end. Because like, you just get going and you get momentum and it yeah. gets away from you. Curse. Mm-hmm. I got I got Y's in my name. Y cursive Y is tough. You know. So my signature yeah. is just a it's a scribble. Yeah. Well when they, they go, What's the name saying? You go dusty. <laughs> They're like, Oh, okay. Exactly. Makes sense now. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh Neoma Neoma Neoma. Walker. We were big Braves fans and have several autographed baseballs. One day the dog walker came and couldn't find the dog's ball to play with, so she picked up a baseball to play with the dog. Unfortunately, the ball she picked up off the shelf was an autographed Freddie Freeman ball. 
As you can see, the ball is messed up, and Freddie's autograph is not recognizable. <laughs> Good night. Yes. That is Torah. It looks like a paper mache ball. Yeah. That's like, I, it's very, <coughs> I don't know. I guess the dog walker's young. But there is times where you're like, what are you th- like? Right. You just, who thinks, well, I don't know where a ball is. I'd want to know what their regular ball is if it's a baseball. Do you ever throw a baseball with a dog? Uh, this is more of a tennis ball situation. Usually a tennis ball, but... And where was the ball? I mean, was the ball in a trophy case and the dog walker thought, you know what, this is probably where they keep the dog's balls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in these glass cases. Yeah. With a name written on it. Context yeah. clues. It's next to a bunch of balls in cases. I bet they won't Sign. mind. It's their favorite dog. I would imagine they think, if you're, if you're a dog walker and you're going to go throw balls, you would just say... Always ask yourself, have I ever thrown a, this kind of ball to a dog before? <laughs> and if your answer is no, then maybe move on. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of times I get, you get caught in a situation where you think, is this the, this is going to be the first time I'm doing this. Is this the right, should I be doing it this way? Mm-hmm. But I understand how you could also be like, yeah, I think it's because you're scared they're going to be like, of course you can throw these baseballs. Yeah. And you look like an idiot ass. Yeah. 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 yeah, I mean, better look like an idiot, though, than like a, a vandalizer. That almost feels like a Freddie Freeman spy. We got to get rid of these balls. Mm-hmm. Well, he had a whole thing when he's he's with the Dodgers now. Yeah. And his agent didn't tell him. Mm-hmm. And then he, he doesn't want to be at the Dodgers, it seems. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of crazy. It seems like a mess. It seems like a real big mess. Yeah. And he just wants to be there. And yeah. Mm. yeah it all started with this. With that baseball. That Maybe ball. get him to sign it back. Sign that exact ball. <laughs> uh, Mike Monaco. <coughs> thought I would share some ancient Roman <coughs> silver coins that I collect. None is particularly valuable uh, or rare, but this picture shows the faces of each coin, top row, and their reverses, bottom row. These are four of the 12 emperors of Rome who ruled between 44 BC and 96 AD. The one on the far left is Emperor Tiberius, who ruled during the time of Jesus. It's extraordinarily unlikely, but, there, but there's a vanishingly small chance that this is this very coin was tossed from the tables of the money changers in the temple by Jesus himself. I'm sure it wasn't, but I like to think it was. And maybe it was. Maybe it was. Yeah, I think it'd be worth something. Yeah, I'd say you just leave None it None of out. those are not really worth anything? I think he said from like 100 to $400. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. But I would have thought they'd been worth a lot more than that. I guess stuff, what can stuff be worth? I mean, it's, you know, in your head, you're like, if it's not worth a million dollars, you're like, then I, it's not worth anything. Yeah, it's only worth really what people will give you for it, yeah. too. Like, if you think you got a collectible thing, I guess if you think it's 10, you know, if it was like thousands of dollars. But when someone's like, it's worth $300, you're kind of like, oh. I mean, if you put it on eBay and said this was a coin tossed by Jesus from the table, somebody will buy it. You go, look, I can't prove it wasn't. Right. I'm just yeah. throwing that out there. <laughs> mm-hmm. This could have been one of the coins Judas used. Yeah. To pay him off. But that would off, be, yeah. would that not be like our coins now? Being like, this might have been mm-hmm. one of the coins in a president's pocket mm-hmm. yeah. of, our, of all our coins. Yeah. So the odds of that would be... Extremely low. I think we have a lot more coins now than they did then. Yeah. Yeah. The odds are extremely low, but it's not zero. It's yeah. not zero. Okay. Yeah, there's a non-zero chance. You could sell a regular quarter and be like, this quarter has been in the hands of every celebrity that's ever lived. 
Yeah. Could have been. Could and have probably been. has been in somebody's. I mean, coins get passed around for years all over the country. Mm-hmm. The, somebody famous has probably had it. Mm-hmm. But then they might go, well, so my coin might be like that. <laughs> yeah, so why do I need yours? Yeah, and you go, uh-huh. That's uh-huh. a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> you just hope that they're not smart enough to counter back with that. You know? <laughs> yeah. But, but, you know, wanting a coin like that. Yeah. Seems unlikely. Colin Nordstrom. Nordstrom money. Mm-hmm. Uh, my sophomore year at Ole Miss, 2014. Man, I got into that sentence. It, was, it keeps going. <laughs> sophomore year at Ole Miss, <clears throat> 2014, we upset number one Alabama. Students stormed the field and tore down the goalposts. They then carried them out of the stadium, threw out the streets of Oxford, making their way to the town square and into different homes. A guy I was living with at the time somehow ended up with a long piece of one of the goalposts. Being the guy he was, he cut pieces for all of us, so we all ended up with a piece of history. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, that's cool. So there you go. You did something similar with Vanderbilt. Yeah, I carried one out. We gave it to when Vanderbilt beat South Carolina for the first SEC win. We tried to we tried to go tear down the goalposts. And they said Titans are because the Titans were just coming here, and they go, "We have Titans game tomorrow, so you can't." And we said, "Okay." <laughs> there was like one guy. That's how little. That's how dominant little like of a force we had going to tear down the goal. But like one guy was like, "Nah, Titans game tomorrow." And we go, yeah, "That's understandable," and then we left. <laughs> that feels like a real like intellectual mob, you know? Yeah. We're like, "We're gonna get this," and then yeah, he goes, "I can't." And they're like, All right, all right. Yeah, yeah, they're they, like, "That's they go, reasonable." Yeah, he goes, the Titans are playing tomorrow. You know, it's good the Titans are here, so I agree. Uh, we're going to wait. And good then game, though, huh? The next week, we, <laughs> yeah, the next week we beat Duke. We beat Duke and went and tore them down after we beat Everybody Duke. Everybody check the Titans schedule. Was, I mean, honestly, now we might tear them down if we beat Duke. Yeah. But back then it was like Duke was awful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so they beat them down. I tore them down. I had a picture of it. Uh, like a real, like someone took a real picture and it was like carrying out a jersey on. And then I remember we carried, you carry it out, you don't really know where you're going. <laughs> and then we went to a frat her, frat house and they said, just put it in the yard. Like they were, <laughs> like it was, like they bought it yeah. off eBay. Yeah. <laughs> and then they go, just drop it in the yard. And we go, all right. And we dropped it in the yard and then uh, I walked back to my car. Went home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was it. There's no... <laughs> Once you get it down, yeah, there's not you. You could I can tell you from experience if you're tearing a goalpost down. Once you get it down, <laughs> go ahead and start walking in the car. Yeah. I don't think there's not much that's going to be happening after that. Yeah, what really is your plan after your this? plan after that is you're a mover for somebody. Unless you're the one that's leading it to the house, you are just a mover. Yeah, and and like and not I mean, and no offense to Ole Miss, but it's like you have this piece of the goalpost and you're like and somebody's like, Oh, what's this from? And they're like, Oh yeah, we beat Alabama in two thousand fourteen. You're like, Oh, you won the championship? No, no, no. I mean we, we beat them just yeah. a regular season. Well, yeah, Alabama's a Goliath. Yeah. But yeah. but it's like I mean, I have a piece of turf up there from Vanderbilt. I mean, we we had a lot of stuff happen on that turf. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A, lot, a lot of big wins. A lot of big wins. What would it take for uh, Notre Dame to tear down goalposts? Have they ever done it? No, not that I know of. Because you've always been good. And I've stormed the field maybe maybe three times. 
when I was there. Twice by yourself and <laughs> once with others? No, no, with the crowd. It's it's a big wins, man. Uh, and no, I was never talked about to take the goalpost down. I don't know. I don't Is know why we didn't. It's got four. It's got two things. It's hard. Looks like an H. You have an old like goalpost. Goal yeah. I just had a picture of another name's goalpost for some reason in my yeah. head. <laughs> Just it's the like old that school, H, the old school H. Yeah, ours is still on the goal line too. Yeah, and you're like, <laughs> yeah, just a whole. I was to it quicker than I thought, and then I just was like, I'm not ready for this. Still on the goal line. That's how you moved it back. They were like, actually, do rip it, it up, but just move it back to them. It's crazy. They used to play football with the goalpost yes, on is. the field. Mm -hmm. You watch old footage. You're like, someone's gonna yeah die, but they did it, and. <laughs> <laughs> There's, There's a metal pole in the middle no, of the I agree. field. Like, it's but crazy. It, it is crazy. I agree, but it's funny that it is – you do always think that you're like – that's like the idea of you're like, well, someone's going to die, and you're like, but no one did. Yeah. And then you're like, well, what, they, they didn't wear helmets, and you're like, and everybody was all fine. They were safer without helmets. Yeah. Which was the irony. Yeah, There's a lot people. of stuff like that where you ride – you know, it's like you're wearing – yeah, but you do. I mean, I do it with Harper. I'm mean, she's gonna wear a helmet everywhere, and uh, but you do think you're like I never wore a helmet. No, I don't even know if you could buy a helmet. And you know, seatbelts like you don't like all this stuff now. And you're like, we were fine. Yeah, yeah, it is. You know, I bet somebody twisted their ankle pretty bad on that goalpost. No, no, I bet someone ran into. I mean, I bet people. Yeah. It does seem insane. Mm -hmm. I agree. But people people are so strong now playing football that they're like, it's getting hit by one of those guys is like worse than running into a goalpost. <laughs> yeah, they're so big now. I mean, yeah. it's unbelievable. I used to like to watch big hits, but now when I see big hits, I'm like, I just feel bad for the guy. <laughs> it's a like, lot. Dang, man. Guys are getting they're yeah, they're they're getting so big and strong that I watched some of the Yankees Red Sox play last night. You just seen like Aaron Judge up to bat. Aaron Judge like, is a freak, man. Yeah, you're like this guy, six seven. Yeah, looks like a comic book hero. Yeah, yeah, he's on pace to break at least Roger Maris's home run record. Mm -hmm. Oh, is he? I think so. I feel like they should talk about that more. I haven't heard that at all. It'll it'll start to heat up pretty. I mean, he's almost at fifty. And if, I don't think he's going to catch Barry Bonds or maybe even McGuire, but. Technically, he should be steroid-free, right? Right. But he's so big, I feel like you'd still be like, I don't know. This guy's just a giant. Well, that's there's going to be a lot of pressure on him because it'll be the first like clean breaking the record. And Tatis, who's one of the biggest stars of the league, he just got caught with steroids like a couple yeah, days ago. They could, yeah, they could still catch Aaron. I they mean, could. So that's why it's a lot know. of pressure. To, you, you know. Yeah. You hope he's clean. Yeah. Uh, Larry Miller Jr. The photo for Mark Jackson's basketball card was taken with the Mendez brothers sitting courtside in the background. Apparently, the photo was taken after they had already murdered their parents. Wow. That's insane. Menendez, yeah. Right. Menendez. Just sitting right there. How did, how they... did they? Yeah, how did they get courtside? Uh, from the uh, insurance policy from their dead parents. Are you serious? Wow. I think so. That's why they killed them, to get that big insurance. To go to this game. Well, so they already got the insurance policy? Yeah, I think so. I think this. I definitely think the murder had already happened, um, and, and they've already been paid out. Uh, yeah, I can't swear they used that money for those courtside seats. Well, but say, I well think they so. knew they were like, "We're about to get paid. Let's go ahead and splurge on these yeah. tickets." I, that's always fascinating to see a picture like this. I, I, it to me, it's just 
how different lives are. Mm-hmm. Like in just this little picture, you're like, oh, it's about Mark Jackson. And then it's you look at everybody and you're like, those two guys just did. They just killed someone. I don't think anyone noticed this till many years later. I think it was just a few years ago when this someone spotted him. Man. Was this a high profile case at the time? I yeah. think so. I don't know much about it. I need to watch uh don't there isn't there a show about it? There's a documentary or yeah. something. Yeah, I need to watch it because I don't I don't really know anything about it. I'd say yeah, if you had just committed a murder. Maybe don't go and sit courtside at a game. I don't think you're in the right. If you're in a murdering mindset, I don't think you're. You got to cheer yourself up. Yeah. <laughs> go catch a game. Yeah, my gosh, your parents just died, Aaron. Starting to come Have to some sympathy. Reality, yeah, give yeah. them a break. <laughs> yeah. oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. You don't need to stay home. You're yeah. right. You're right. You're right. You got to yeah. live life. You got to get out. <laughs> I feel like there was a case a few years ago where a guy was charged with murder or accused, and they spotted him at a Dodgers game. He proved he wasn't there. Because he was at a Dodgers game. Do you remember this? Yeah, there's a documentary about it on on Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah, yeah. It was in the show, Mm -hmm. and it. He's an extra in the show. Or he's like someone just walking down at Dodger Stadium. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. There's a documentary about that on Netflix. Really? Yep. It's a short one. Maybe this was their alibi, and they were like, "Oh no, this is a different day," and they were like, "Oh damn." (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He goes, "No, we were there," and he goes, "That's funny (laughs) because." Yeah, the mm. date of the, all right, you know, you get it. <laughs> I really checked out on that joke. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think that. I was like looking at it all, and I was like, I don't think you really got anything here, bud. <laughs> well, that, happens, uh, you know, your NASCAR photo, maybe there's yeah. somebody in that photo that'll get charged with a crime. And Well, a couple of guys identified themselves. They have not confessed to a crime, but they did identify did themselves. Did they? Yeah. Oh, wow. I posted a pic, yeah, and people were like- No, we talked about it on this podcast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Some people said, that's me. <laughs> yeah, you told us that oh, then, yeah. that- Yeah. Oh, uh, that's fun. We look, I looked them up. So we'll see if- uh, Yeah, they could have committed a crime. I yeah. <laughs> I mean, the odds of- Just where that picture was taken, I'd imagine someone did Yeah, something. probably a lot of those people. Uh, I've committed some crimes since that yeah, photo. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think. I mean, not heavy yeah. ones, but yeah. <laughs> I think the, the police are aware of most of the people in that picture. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, You're on the list. Adam Mer- Meriden. Meridian. Meriden. David Wells bought a game used Babe Ruth Yankees hat for $35,000 against Joe Torrey's explicit warning. Wells wore it in one inning in a game against Cleveland in 1997 and was fined. by the team. He paid the fine in $1 bills. In 2012, Wells put the hat in an auction that was was featuring other Babe Ruth memorabilia. The hat, now game-worn by two Yankee legends, one a Hall of Famer and the other having pitched a perfect game, went on to sell for $537,000. Wow. Crazy. That's, uh, yeah, yeah. It's the story. I don't think more than David Wells wearing that. It's this. It's the yeah. fact that it's David Wells and the story, and the and that Joe Torre is like, do not wear that. You know, it's like that's probably what. Yeah, I read this article. Joe Torre was watching him, and so when he warmed up, he wore his regular hat. He said Joe Torre kept looking at his hat, and he's like, "Well, oh, see, it's my regular hat." And then right before he went out, he went in the locker room, put on the Babe Ruth hat, which I think there's a picture of it, and told Derek Jeter and I think Jorge Posada. You guys going out because when you guys run out, they'll play music. Everybody be distracted, and then I'm going to go out there. 
And he did. He pitched one inning. There's the hat. There it is. Looks like it's uh, from a different era. Yeah, and Joe Torrey. Sure. Looks like George Costanza trying to get fired. I mean, it was. But why did Joe Torrey care so much? Um, I just think he knows it's against league, our company, team policy, and it's almost like okay. your boss is going to get mad at you for allowing one of your players to do something. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, so he that makes the perfect story. game with the hat, or no, this is just a been, different time. No, that would have been that, that hat might be a million dollars. He had one perfect game. He was hung over. Yeah, he was hung over. Like, yeah, yeah. It's a big famous uh, story. Uh, all right, uh, Helix Sleep. We love our Helix Sleep mattress. It was uh, unbelievable to unbox. As we've said many times, it's delivered free. It's so comfortable. You will fall asleep so fast. We have the Dusk Lux medium support. Uh, everyone that slept on it, we've had uh, every comic sleep on that mattress. They've all loved it. So you will love yours too. Take the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it sleeping on it in your own in your home. That is why they offer a 100-night risk-free trial. Try it out, and you decide if it's not the best fit. You can turn for a full refund. Everybody's unique, and that's why Helix is so great. You can get anything that fits your body. Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash Nate. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Also, Viore. The whole podcast crew loves their Viore. Now that summer's here, uh, I've I've been wearing the core shorts. I wear them. I, I, I had them on yesterday this weekend all weekend uh i have the outdoor trainer shell uh their jacket i wear that thing every day i mean it's uh it's just a very light jacket and it's i always want a jacket it's very easy to to wear it's very comfortable i mean it's my it is my favorite jacket it's an uh viore is a new outlook on performance apparel perfect if you're sick and tired of traditional old workout gear Viore can be worn just about any activity like running, training, yoga, but also great for lounging around, uh, weekend errands. It just looks great. Viore is an investment in your happiness. For our listeners, they are offering 20% off your first purchase. Get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at vioreclothing.com slash Nate. That is V-U-O-R-I clothing.com slash Nate. Not only will you receive 20% off your first purchase, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. Go to vioreclothing.com slash Nate and discover the versatility of Viore clothing. And finally, a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. We talk a lot about taking care of our bodies. We are in a culture obsessed with taking care of your bodies, but we need to be taking care of our minds as well. That's why we are proud to work with BetterHelp Online Therapy. I'm sure we all have people in our lives we can talk to about stuff, but some things you don't want to share with your friends and family. We're all talkers. We know the benefits of getting things out, how cathartic that can feel. To vocalize something, BetterHelp is online therapy you can get by video, phone, and even live chat only therapy sessions. So if you don't want to see anyone on camera, you don't have to. It's like a confessional. You know, you can oh, just talk yeah. through oh, yeah. a little thing. Absolutely. It's very, it's very nice. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you could be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. And here's the coolest part: our listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash Nate. That's better H-E-L-P.com slash Nate. If you've been thinking about therapy, if you hear people talking about therapy, give it a try with better help. Awesome. 
shout out to Bree, our friend Bree. Uh, uh, my sister's friend. She's our friend now, but she made 3D printing. All right. That's so cool. I finally have something, I think, from 3D. These are Nateland Podcast coasters that we're all using. Yeah. Last week, I didn't get a coaster. This week, thanks to Bree, yeah. I have one. Yeah, that's so yeah. cool. Yeah, it's, it's uh, you know. It's also, a, it could double as one of those little air hockey uh, pucks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It could. It does feel like. Puck. That's yeah. what it reminded me of, and I yeah. couldn't put my finger on it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it could, though. Uh. <laughs> Nateland air hockey. <laughs> I mean, it's just fun. I don't know. Just try. I'm trying to get some stuff out. I know. know. I get it. Trying to shake it out. I mean, it is funny to say that. I could put my finger on it. Yeah, and and I'm holding it in my hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I get it. Even sounds the same. It Mm -hmm. does sound the same, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm impressed by anybody that can make anything. I don't know if I've ever made anything. That you can make something and give someone and they can use it in their life. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've drawn a picture. You give it to your mom. She goes, oh, that's great. Puts it on the fridge. But I've never made anything. How long would you say they lived on the fridge, your drawings? I think you wait wait till a better picture comes from a more talented kid. Yeah. That one goes down. You put the other one up. Did you? you, Y'all had like real artwork though probably, right? Yeah. Y'all probably, (laughs) yours are probably hung up. Under the couch even. Could we go to the Weber Museum? (laughs) And see, uh, <laughs> you've got like real paintings. You on got the real fridge. paintings, <laughs> and they're hanging on the walls. That's still an original. To this day. And they get to resolve. This is all Weber done, and it's just, it's you know, like that where it looks crazy. <laughs> my mom. I wish I should, I should get a picture of our Christmas tree every year. My mom just dec- decorates it with childhood artwork mm. that the kids made throughout wow. the year. I mean, it looks so stupid. The Christmas tree. It's just like construction paper things kids made on the top is an angel that my sister made when she was in like first grade mm-hmm. it's, a, dis- the, it's she, a disaster it's a disaster prime real estate <laughs> yeah she gets the angel at the top yeah yeah, yeah. i get put in the back <laughs> in the corner <laughs> little macaroni necklace I aaron made. bought us this uh <laughs> outlet he bought this, you know <laughs> he goes the plug that yeah. it goes in aaron mm. painted it at school <laughs> so that all to say Thank you for these. Yeah. This Very week. Very nice. So what were this week? Back on the States. Back people, on the States. People love the States. It's been yeah. a while since we've done one. That's nice. Yeah. That's I don't nice. think Dusty's done one with us only, since only Alabama. The, yeah, only yeah. the Alabama <clears throat> episode. Uh, so this week we're doing Colorado. All right. What mm. a great state. It is a good state. Easiest to draw. Uh, most sunshine of all states. Is, is that it? right? More than Florida? Mm-hmm. Do they just get... The Sunshine State, they got it first, huh? Yeah, I mean, I'm saying this. I've been told by people in Colorado. I don't, I don't know if I've ever Colorado looked it up professionally. Colorado is a beautiful state. I've drove all around Colorado. It's yeah. so nice. Colorado's awesome. Yeah. Uh, but, I, yeah, I think they get the most sunshine. I, I mean, read like that. Over 300-some days. I, I read that Denver has more sunny days than San Diego or some other sunny city you would think about. And it was like 300 days out of the year, something like that. Yeah, that's exactly what I just... <laughs> That's I right. don't. And I don't know if it's the sunniest state. Mile high up there, right up in oh. the sun, right up in the sun. Yeah, you're you're way up there. Yeah, you're above the clouds. Yep. A lot of people. Do clouds you know, are on the streets. Yeah. It's a foggy. Place. It's a foggy a lot of city. Sun yeah. And mm-hmm. fog all it's just the clouds. Time. Now you said it's the easiest to draw because it's basically. It's a square. Yeah. Not a square, but a rectangle. It's the uh, one of three states that they did the borders just. By latitude and long, longitude, there's no like geographical border. Like Tennessee to the west, the Mississippi River is just they just drew some lines. Yeah, 
They go, that's enough. That's enough. Yeah. Like they, I mean, they had to point and go, that's about right. Yep. The first time I drove into Colorado, though, I came in and it just seemed like kind of like bare mountains and some trailers out on there. I was like, oh, okay. This is, this is your people. Yeah. I'm right at home here. <laughs> we, when I drove cross country, uh, when I moved from New York to LA, Louis Katz rode with me. And Louis was, it was, he ended up having to leave at Denver. We drove like the top part of the U.S. Uh, you know, you go through Pennsylvania, you go through like all, it, it, not a lot going on. And, but it was the point of it was to drive through Denver, then kind of come out, you know, through, through Utah. Uh, I thought I went through, uh, why, man, I didn't go through Wyoming. I thought I did go through Wyoming, but I guess why would I went up there? I went that yeah, I went Denver to Utah. Now did you take I forty the whole way? Uh I don't I don't think or it's so. lower, I guess. You can go through yeah. Wyoming to hit Salt Lake City there. <coughs> I've done Salt Lake City into Wyoming before. Yeah. Why did I I don't yeah, I didn't pay attention, but it's such a beautiful drive it up is there. Really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I went through yeah, no, it, that was the whole point of the drive was to go through that. Yeah. And I remember I remember going to those mounds. I remember one one place. I stopped. Uh, I was going to stop. It was like on, like you had to cross a mountain, and I was going to stop and stay at a hotel, but it said there was a storm coming in. So you, it was like, you need to go now, or you're going to possibly not be able to get over there till whenever. Wow. And then I went up and over it. And then there was no, I mean, it wasn't like there was a snowstorm where I was. It was just like up there, there was. So I went there, went back down. I went to Colorado for the first time in May, and uh, I had heard about elevation sickness when you get there, about how the altitude will mess with you. Altitude sickness, not elevation sickness. I don't know. I don't know if there's a difference, but it hit me, dude. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. right away, but that night, I was I do not feel good. Bold, I had never felt that before. Boulder was like that for me. I got very lightheaded. I was on stage, very lightheaded. I had two shows, and then I told people after the show that I was lightheaded, and they were like, oh, you just got to drink water. And I pounded like four or five waters. Felt great. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It's that. So they're serious about the water. Oh, yeah. You can uh, hit a golf ball a mile, which is nice. Oh, that's interesting. I hadn't thought about that. So when you go play in Colorado, I mean, you're just smashing balls. (laughs) And talk about that with the Rocky Stadium, too, as the balls do travel farther there. Yeah. And even kicking field goals. Oh, that's interesting. Malha Stadium because the air is lighter. Yeah. So, like, how much further could you drive a ball? Do you think? Uh, I think you're. O- I mean, you're over 300, 300. I mean, I mean, how much more than what you normally would do? Uh, I mean, it could be. I guess twenty, forty yards. Yeah. yeah. Like it fits. I mean, you know, I'm that's just, substantial. Yeah. As a driver, I'm just so. I mean, I can drive it, but I'm just so inconsistent that I never even. But I mean, I drive. You know, I, I think I can. I hope to be in the two fifty, two seventy range when I uh-huh. drive the ball. And uh, so I think you would easily be over three. Yeah. Colorado is called the Centennial State because it became a state exactly one hundred years after the United States became a country. It became a state in eighteen seventy six. Denver is the capital. The people there are called Coloradans or Coloradoans. <laughs> Colorado Colorado seems better. That seems Colorado. the way to go. Yeah. Yeah. Um 
It got its name from the Colorado. Take your time with it. Trying to think where to go. Yeah. Marty Idol stuff. All right. <laughs> and in summary, no. <laughs> yeah. uh, got its name from the Colorado River, which in Spanish, Colorado means colored red. And the Colorado River has a muddy red hue to it. Does that go down into Texas? Become the Red River? Ooh, Red River shootout. <laughs> uh, the Colorado River goes down. I was watching 60 Minutes last night, and the Colorado River's <laughs> gone way down <laughs> in drought. Oh, so there's all those. That's er- the most Bates thing. You're down there. You were watching 60 Minutes. <laughs> yeah. I love it. The Colorado River goes <laughs> through the Grand Canyon. Um, so it's it's messing with people's water supply because uh, it's there's a drought. There's like a 20-year drought going on. And wow. So you could see the rocks, and there were different colors from where the water level is so much lower. Not a lot of Coors Light coming out this year. Then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not as watered down. Uh, yeah. It's more <laughs> uh, hops. A little yeah. hoppy. Yeah. I met the guy, the Coors guy. The main guy? Yeah. In, uh, I was doing a thing in Vegas at uh, for the, I don't know, some country music award show. And he was out there. And I don't know why I was still out on stage, <laughs> but they had me still be out there. You're talking about Sam okay. Elliott? No, no. The the like the Coors Mr. Coor? Yeah, like the yeah, like <laughs> the, the guy Coors, that owns it? Yeah, like the Coors family. Oh. Uh, yeah, I thought like yeah. They probably like, just assumed you drank it and wanted you to stay out there with it. Well, I've you know, I've you met had these people. Quite a few Coors heavies. Was this Joe was it Joe Coors Jr.? I think it was Joe Coors. Yeah. One of them was named Adolf Coors. Which yeah, it wasn't is, Adolf. That's that, tough. That is very tough. Why would they do that? <laughs> I think you might have been older than than the other guy. <clears throat> uh yeah, like see when that guy yeah, was Adolf Coors died in nineteen seventy. Yeah, so it wasn't him. So he was before Well, when was he born? That's the Let's look him up. Well, I mean, when did... Oh, Adolf Coors Sr. He's the guy who founded the Coors Company. He was born in 1847. Okay. He died in 1929 before Hitler took over Germany. And he was a German-American Bruce. So that was a popular name. It must have been. I think it was like their Joe. you got to imagine the popularity of that name died off pretty quick, though. Oh, yeah. Is cool. Adolf... It was, like, it was like that common? It's like a John or it's... Adolf Rupp. Rupp Arena. Oh, yeah? Was he German? I don't know, but that's the only other Adolf I can think of. Mm-hmm. Never heard of him. Have you heard of Rupp Arena in Lexington, Kentucky? That's where they play basketball? Well, anyway. Yeah. Um, it's all right. It's all right, dude. All right. Yeah. It's okay, though. It's all right. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. We'll get you back on track with this. All right. Okay. Colorado was the first state to approve recreational marijuana shops. Yeah. Um, they opened their doors January 1st, 2014. It's been that long. Yeah. They voted for it in 2012, and then I guess January 1st, 2014 is when it went into effect. Okay. Now other states do that too, right? I mean, comedy out in some of those places, and it's not as fun as you think it'd be. You would think that people would be like laughing a lot, but they're really not. They're just staring at you. Yeah. A deep stare. (laughs) You got to really get them. You got to really hit them with something spontaneous. You got to snap. Yeah. You got a lot of. of, Hey, wake up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Do comedy up over here. Over here. (laughs) And then they start laughing at that. Yeah. There you go. And then you slip in a joke. Yeah. There you go. This guy's great. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Colorado is the only uh, state to ever uh, reject an Olympics. <laughs> wow. The Olympic Committee uh, approved uh, for 
1976 Winter Olympics be held in Denver, but then they had a vote in 1972, and Colorado voters rejected it. I like that about Colorado. Why did they reject it? They said it would be too costly, create pollution, and increase the state's population, which outweighed the potential boom to the economy. I was watching 60 Minutes, and they talked about how how these places <laughs> – now, I think it was real sports with Bryant Gumbel, but all these cities who have Olympics, they always – they, it's it's terrible for the city once the Olympics are over because they right. spend billions and billions of dollars building all these huge stadiums. For but is that even in America, or is that like other? That's like I know in other countries, like they they go to some town that's and those they get demolished. But I mean, Los Angeles is fine. Like I guess that's true, and I, I don't I, I don't know about Atlanta, Atlanta was fine. I feel like there were stories about Atlanta at first. I mean, it really hurt their budget because they spent so much money on it. I think they put in a lot of toll roads in Atlanta to pay for stuff, and then once they got it paid off, they just kept those toll roads. I, I bet it stinks if you live there. It's just like years of dealing with it. Uh-huh. Bad traffic. Mm-hmm. That's probably the worst part of it. But yeah, you're right. I mean, maybe some of these other countries. But they're always major cities that have them, but they spend so much and money. And so it's like when you bid on it, so the city has to pay for that? For the Olympics to come? I think so. I mean, I'm sure the Olympic Committee, I guess, chips in. But I think, yeah, if you bid to host the Olympics, you're willing to either say, we've got the stadiums already or we'll build them by – because, you know, they approve them like 10 years out. Yeah. It just feels good to reject the Olympics. To be like, nah, we're okay. We got our own sports. Especially back then when the Olympics were – I mean, the Olympics are big now, but they weren't like back then. Right. Mm -hmm. I feel like they've slowly become where you're like, People are like, who cares now? Yeah, yeah, they happen. You're like, you're not watching it like you were. Usain Bolt was big. Yeah. Well, now we can watch people on the internet do amazing sports things anytime we want. We don't need to wait. Yeah, and from all over the world. That's interesting. Whereas the Olympics might have been your only opportunity to see a foreign athlete, right? Do anything. I didn't think about that. Now I flip through it on TikTok and go, ah, seen it. (laughs) Yeah, seeing it every because it's all just tish and like watch this guy run. Yes, and you're yeah. like, okay, it's just the idea of you flipping through being unimpressed by everything. Is, so often, awesome. oh, seeing it. Oh, the okay. whole Olympics. Yeah, yeah. You're just putting down off just you know. Right. I've heard this with a song behind it. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And ironically, the U.S. Olympic Committee is located in Colorado. Wow. Oh, That's so they knew they had. The so maybe they give them the heads up. They go, you don't want this. Yeah, yeah, maybe so. I, I would, yeah, it is interesting to think if they, could these states, or these, you know, A, or like if your city has to pay for it, your state has to pay for the Olympics to come. That's a lot on a state. Mm-hmm. You want to go, the, the country doesn't ju- chi- like help out or? Yeah, I guess I don't know how all the funding comes, but I think the majority comes from that city or state. Yeah, it feels good when that like when I lived in Charleston, James Island rejected a new Walmart coming, and it just <laughs> felt like it was like, yeah, we shut them down. Yeah. So the Walmart that was already there had to turn into a super Walmart. They couldn't build a new one. Mm. It just felt like such a big move. You know, that's also a win-win right yeah, there. Little yeah, island community Walmart? was like, nah, you ain't coming here. I loved it. They, so they wanted two Walmarts? Well, you know, the Walmart likes to you know abandon their old building and then just build a new one. Oh. So they were like, nah, we can't do that. And yeah. I was like, that that feels like Colorado rejecting the Olympics yeah. on a smaller scale. <laughs> yeah, much smaller. 
Do you like to ski? <laughs> uh, no, no, no. I've only, I don't know how to ski. Okay. I've done it once and I never made it off like basically this table. Colorado is the number one state for skiing. Laura does. Colorado Ski Hall of Fame is in Vail. I did the Aspen Comedy Festival, and you can see the mountain outside of my hotel where people are just skiing down. It seems so fun, but I, I have no interest. I sledded with with some dogs pulling me around. Oh, that's <laughs> fun. Yeah. 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 They so did you did need work. to keep that sentence going. Because that yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought you were just sledding, which is fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then you're like, with the dogs, you're like, oh, that's oh, yeah. much. Yeah. And that's, a whole why, that's a whole different. <clears throat> yeah, I had to piece it together. It was, mm-hmm. it was coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, before that, I was thinking like a trash can lid. Yeah, I've done on that. on the side of a mountain. We used to sled with a four-wheeler. Like when we get, and, and when we get snow in Alabama once every five years, we would have a, we would get the four-wheeler and then we would pull each other on a, on a little, any kind of little trash can lid mm-hmm. or whatever. A lot of fun. It's a lot a good time. of fun. Yeah. Homemade sled. <laughs> Colorado touches uh, at one point Arizona, New Mexico, and Utah, and so there's a Four Corners monument that you can go to and stand in four states at one time. Yeah, you done that? No, I've heard about it. Um, so here it is, right here. It's kind of cool looking. It's kind of yeah, sitting neat. in all four states. It's yeah, a great it's... scene in Breaking Bad that takes place at that at really? that spot. Yeah, it's I don't when remember it. it's when the wife has kind of figured out what a bad guy her husband is, Skylar, and she goes and she flips a coin and just sees where it lands cuz she's thinking yeah, about where to I go. Remember that. Oh it's yeah. It's a cool spot. Better call Saul final episodes tonight. Oh yeah. Oh. Come on. Come on. And I was just in Omaha where Saul's at now. Yeah, yeah. The Cinnabon. Cool. All right. She just didn't she didn't want to go too far away. She was like, I, I got to go to one of the neighboring states, <laughs> but uh Trying to figure that out here, though. Flip a coin. Well, it's a good place to do a dramatic illustration yeah. of yeah, you know. <laughs> it bounces too far to the right. She yeah. goes Florida. <laughs> yeah, it says <laughs> best two out of three. She goes, I didn't. I was going to drive somewhere. I don't. <laughs> the whole thing. Uh, Denver's called the Mile High City because it's exactly one mile above sea level. That worked out. And, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> in fact, the 13th step of the Colorado State Capitol has a plaque. It's 5,280 feet above sea level. So it's a tourist attraction. People go see this step on the state capitol. To be exactly one mile high. Yeah. How? When did they <clears> – <throat> I'm just wondering when they were able to find that out. I understand we have the technology to find it out now, but how did you know – I don't know. I feel like it's been a long time. Okay. We've known it for a while. I feel like for hundreds of years, they've had a way to know how tall, like the mountains. Think about the, you know, how high you go up in the mountain. Yeah. So, but, but how do you know where sea level's at? If you're, if the whole thing's above sea level. That's what I'm saying. Where's sea level? And sea you could just make it up and who can tell you differently? Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Is it a constant slope down? Are we at sea level? The ocean would be sea level. So we're a little bit above it. Yeah. <laughs> you could be below it, like Death Valley. Death Valley's below sea level. That's I'd... why it's so hot. Yeah. Oh. Because it's hotter in a basement? There's... <laughs> <laughs> we're 102 meters 
above sea level, which <laughs> means nothing at, to me. Yeah, we're at sea level. We're we're basically at sea level. We're, uh, we're almost six hundred feet above sea level. I mean, that's substantial, man. <clears throat> but that's five. But they're five thousand feet. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're way higher than us. But if you jumped from here to sea level, you you'd get hurt on the way down. Six hundred yeah. feet. You'd get. You'd die. You'd die. Yeah. What if you did the toothpick, though? I always wonder that. If you do toothpick, can you just pierce the water and not, like, if you jumped into water? I think you're going to, it's it's like concrete. <laughs> yeah, it's like hitting concrete at some point. But just if the you surface tension. Really toothpicked it in. <laughs> I think Greg <laughs> Luganus. Yeah. Yeah. I think you for sure should try it. <laughs> yeah. If yeah. someone's falling, I would definitely be like, definitely do, do toothpick. toothpick. It. Yeah. But no I mean, it could be it. bad. Yeah. But yeah, give it. Or if you want to make sure. It's like then just belly flop it. Yeah, it's a wrap. You don't have to worry about it. Toothpick, you gotta, you gotta hope it doesn't snap your legs open. If you belly flop at six hundred feet, though, you hope it kills you. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty. Yeah. <laughs> snap your legs open. That's crazy. Uh, It'd be hard to time it. Yeah, because there's no practice. It would just be. You're right. You can't train for this, really. You, yeah, and I think you'd be falling so much quicker that it's. <laughs> You would just <laughs> got to really think about it. You got to yeah. really, before you'd be, before you know it, you're just, baby, you're like, oh, I didn't time that, you know. Yeah. How far out would you do the toothpick? I think I would immediately yeah. toothpick. Yeah. Once you wrap your head around, like, yeah. I'm going to land. You don't have time to kill. You're not like, well, <laughs> you got to get right into Let it. Let me enjoy this fall for a little yeah. bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Are you going to, but you might have to go fly towards water. Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't want to just jump off a mountain hoping there's water down there. Oh, you're talking about a mountain. <laughs> In my head, I'm picturing an airplane. So or two different things. Okay. So yeah, yeah, you would. Yeah, I guess an airplane would be tough because it's moving. So you let's just imagine it's a helicopter that's hovering above water. Okay, and it's a calm day at sea, so you don't have to factor in the waves. It's just a two. But they, oh, that a helicopter, be- you go toothpick quick. But if you'd like, I would do that. Door helicopter. opens on an airplane. <laughs> you zoom out. So now you're you're like out. You're out in the air. Yep. And you got to fly towards I would water. Feel like you wouldn't want any like uh, wind blowing you. You need to go because if if you know like if you're going like this, you're like a you know almost like dragging the tip of the toothpick. Oh, oh yeah. Right. You would not want wind going. Now you'd want to go straight down. Uh, <clears throat> I think you'd be going pretty quick down and then but if you wanted to fly towards water would you fly i guess you would like do it the way like they do it in movies that's your only that's oh where like they propel themselves yeah they like you know you (laughs) do like that and like and then start (laughs) kind of lean towards lean towards the direction you want to go and i've read stories about guys that have skydiving in their parachute doesn't they people have survived jumping out of a plane they land in trees. I mean, they're pretty messed up. There was a woman who survived uh, a plane crash. She fell from a commercial airplane, but yeah. she was strapped to her seat, and she survived. She crashed in the, the Amazon. seat belt. The seat belt did it? It does matter. Well, the seat. She was the only one who survived, but she crashed in the Amazon rainforest, yeah. and then- She's the only one wearing the seat belt? No, I think it's just the only one that worked out for her. <laughs> did she make it out of the rainforest? It took her 10 days and she was very, very big eaten up and stuff like that. And finally found some missionaries. She's still alive. This was like in the 1970s and she found some missionaries in rainforest South America. She was able to walk and everything. 
Yeah, there's pictures of her uh, when they found her, but she saw like obviously dead bodies that had fallen that were still strapped to the. Um, I think her name is Julie Kepke or something like that. That I mean, God, you go to school with her. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, I was, like, I was just uh, reading about good it. Good night. He's just already. <laughs> he goes. I think. Yeah, she just moved in. Just did, a, did a sixty minutes. I looked piece her up. Her. That's her right there, Julie. <coughs> Julie Kepke. Is that Johnny Cash? And she was like, how high up was she? I mean, it was like 22,000 feet or something. I don't know the altitude. She was struck by lightning, and the plane just broke apart midair. So I'll be thinking about next that next time I fly, huh? Oh, it's 1971. Well, there's still lightning. Well, you know? She experienced <laughs> two miraculous survivals, it says. Uh, yeah, well, the rainforest was the other one. Oh, okay. Ten days through the rainforest. And then does it show anything else? <clears throat> Even the animals I, were like, listen, this lady's been through a lot. So yeah. She went back to this forest at some point. Well, they've made movies picture. and documentaries about her. And um, now, who took that picture? I think once they found her, then they went back to the crash scene, and oh. that, that's a dead body. Oh no, it's not a dead body. Oh, yeah. it's not. She she survived this photo where she is relatively unscathed. I don't know why she's laying. I mean, let's just move on because I don't know the whole. Story. So she went back and she's like, like well, let me show you what I look like. <laughs> Take a picture of what I looked like when I came out of it. I set I up a thinking, camera. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> let me get my arms right. Yeah. That's how I was laying. Fortunately, she knew about the Amazon rainforest. That is a big help. When she was about 14 years old, she spent 18 months living with her parents in a research station that was located not too far from the crash site. Mm. Oh, this is her old stomping ground. A lot of holes in this story. <laughs> yeah, it's starting to get pretty easy now. You know? Oh, I fell on top of my neighborhood and close friends, and then we got home. And Thankfully, I had a first aid kit with me at the time. Yeah. The yeah. big help was the person that took the picture also undid me. And Now, is that... Her walking through a stream. This is her walking through a stream. Yeah, she had a lot of technology with her on this. Yeah, I wonder who took that. Well, this might be a dramatic reenactment of it. She stepped on a camouflage snake. Well, she was oh, using really? her shoe to make sure she didn't. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're just throwing out facts. Then we catch up with what it actually. We're is. reading about it as yeah. right now. Uh, yeah, that's that's wild. See that one? I mean, where do you want to land? You got to just land. Sitting in your seat? <laughs> How's your back not broke? I guess you just yeah. hit trees. I guess your only hope is you hit enough trees and you're faced upward. Yeah. And then it's like... Shh, yeah, this is a lot like the Leonard Skinner crash, really. I mean, you know, they crashed into the, to the trees. Few of them survived. Oh, really? Yeah. So the whole band was on the on the flight? Yeah. I didn't know that. That feels like something you talked about a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know we got to keep it. You know, keep, yeah. keep the memory alive. Yeah, <laughs> y'all just were every day. Just couldn't. Yeah, the newspapers from that next day. Yeah, our own little sixty minutes. Yeah, there. that was your own. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, the tallest point in Tennessee is Kling's, Klingman's Dome, and I think right. it's about five or six thousand. I think it's about what Denver is. Oh, I didn't know we had something that high. Yeah, it's, it's a little bit higher, 6,643 feet, a little more than a mile high, wow. Clingman's Dome. Where's it's, that at? Smoky Mountains. Oh, okay. It's crazy to think about a whole city being up that high because it's such an anomaly here, mm-hmm. how tall it is. And then they, yeah, and you eat pancakes out there. 
I mean, you ain't gonna go up to Cleman's Dome and get pancakes, but yeah, you can go yeah. to Denver and get all pancakes you want. Yeah, yeah. Or Denver omelet. Mm-hmm. You can do that. You know, they tell you if you fall in an elevator. We may have talked about this before, but if you fall in an elevator, you do. You're supposed to do the opposite of a toothpick. If you're in an elevator that's in a free fall, you're supposed to spread out as much as you can to lessen the the force. You want to maximize your surface area. We always thought you just jump. Yeah, last, minute. Uh, yeah. last second, yeah. jump. Well, that that won't do anything, unfortunately. <laughs> but it is fun to think yeah. about. How would that not do anything? Because you're still going to be moving down at the same speed. But if I go up, you're you're going to go up. That's going to lessen your downward speed a little bit, but you're still moving down at a rate so that's good. Lessens it though. <laughs> you, you just cut. Uh, I, I think that's what Julie did. Yeah, in the plane. Yeah, she minute. jumped right. She yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, her seatbelt was a little loose. That's why yeah. she survived. She so was able to saved jump her. Yeah. Just next time you're gonna fall in elevator, lay down on the ground. If there's other people on there, tough luck. You yeah. get down to the ground first. You get down first. They Spread go, "What out. are you doing?" And watch them all jump. <laughs> and then they go, "The guy on the ground died immediately." <laughs> you know, everybody else just walked down. <laughs> everybody else is like. I don't even. I got. I didn't even. It, like I still did my errands. That that's how unhurt I was. And but that one guy that put his face on the part that hits the bottom. I mean, another guy interviews. He goes. I'll be honest with you, I didn't even time it right, and I was fine. I, I tried to jump, but I was like, obviously, you can't tell where the bottom's at. But the guy laying down. Yeah, he's like, my leg's a little sore. Yeah, he goes, I don't even it's remember not it. bad. I mean, why did he lay down? They go, we'll never know. <laughs> There's a picture, and then someone takes a picture of you and just sprawled out. <laughs> <laughs> get down just an indention get down everybody get down i mean just a second you feel when you're in an elevator any kind of like boom boom do you just go boom <laughs> just just immediately go down what happened you go sorry that's what you're supposed to do oh we were in a free fall here I thought, he goes you never know i want to be ready you got stuck in the elevator recently, didn't you? Yeah, that's what made me look all this up. I go, what can I really, what would I really do if this ever happens again? Mm-hmm. <laughs> get down. <laughs> yeah. Spread out and get down. Do I trust the science and do that, or do I trust my instincts and try to jump? Mm-hmm. I guess we'll only find out when it happens. Are there um, people saying that they've done this and survived? No. I mean, there are so few elevator accidents that there's not a lot of data. <laughs> To kind of try this stuff out, but but not one or a guy was like, I laid down and I was fine. Yeah, oh, maybe, maybe, but it, it does make sense when you think about it. If you're ju- if you try to jump, you're mo- you're already moving at the same speed. It's not going to do much. <laughs> you right. know, I mean, probably. I mean, more likely, I guess you just were not able to jump. <laughs> It'd be hard to time it out. Yeah. It would be hard because you it. don't know now. Because I mean. <laughs> It would be bad if you do it too early and then you land with the elevator. Well, yeah, would, the, yeah. would the lights still work? Oh, yeah, you could watch that. But if <laughs> it's two, four, three, two, one, ah. <laughs> do it one more time. Well, like then the you trampoline. jump at one and then you don't realize it goes B, P2, P3. Where's that bar? You get a second jump. Yeah, you go, there's a bar. He goes, jump again. <laughs> Let me catch my breath. He goes, what's the parking down here? Is it a, 
It's like four floors. <laughs> you got to really know the whole elevators. Yeah. 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 Denver, they do have, you know, they got a lot of, el- you know, so depending on, they had a lot of underground. So. Oh, do they? Do they? Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, the airport. The airport does. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah they're city up to, under there. They're they up to a lot city. in there. Yeah. Well, there's, Colorado just has a ton of stuff that's the highest this, the highest that. The highest paved road in the U.S., 14,000 feet. You think that's Golly. why they legalized weed so fast? Like, just to be a part of the whole High. highest of everything? That's true. It's mm. <laughs> a good point. Could be. Could be. Just to play in it? You don't have any facts on that? Or? Yeah, they found their niche. I, no, I don't. <laughs> okay. I don't. <laughs> um, they were the first to become the highest. Yeah. Rocky Mountain High, John Denver. Yeah. Yep. Was his real name Denver? It was not. Mm. Oh. He's from New Mexico, too. Really? Not even one of Colorado's own. What no. a fraud. Why did he call himself He that? changed his name. I looked this up last night. He changed his name to Why John Denver because it was his favorite city Oh. Uh, when he was like 20. And he got a little money, bought a place out there, fell in love with it, and he just ended up living there. But John New Mexico is pretty tough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> John That's Albuquerque. John Albuquerque. Yeah. My dad and grand, granddad was named Denver. Is their, their first name? Yeah. Denver oh, Bates? Really? Yeah. Oh, Denver, that's a, I do a like that. First, I do like that as a first name. Well, yeah. John Denver's real last name was Duschendorf. <laughs> <laughs> so. Okay. Henry John uh, Duschendorf. Uh, well, you give it to him that. He, yeah. he gets to change I mean, it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. John Denver, come on, buddy. You're, you know. I thought he was from like West Virginia because country roads. Yeah, he sang about a lot of places he's not from, huh? Yeah. yeah, apparently country music singers did not like him. Charlie no. Rich, when he had to announce him as like best male vocalist or something, burned the the sheet of paper where he read his name. He goes, John Denver, and then lights it on fire. On TV? On TV. Yeah. That's kind of mean. I saw that on that country Sorry. music documentary that Ken Burns yeah. did a couple years ago. Why do they... Well, Charlie uh, Rich You know what? I don't know anything about Ken Burns. I think everybody he's great. talks about him. Char- Charlie Rich was pretty much banned from country music after that. I think. I don't know anything about Ken Burns per se. I know who's no, but it's like I always hear that. Uh, I think I tried to watch one, and I was like, I can't do this. It's a big time commitment, yeah. but he makes some great stuff. Yeah, baseball. I watch baseball a lot. Yeah, and it's the baseball documentary. <laughs> yeah, by Ken Burns. <laughs> I wasn't just changing the subject. Yeah, yeah he's got a, a whole breakdown of takes it decade by decade about. The history of baseball. But now it's kind of old, right? It's so awesome. It's, it is kind of missing. They've done a few updated. They've amended a little bit of it. And he's still around? Still, yeah. Ken yeah. Burns still around. Yeah. He's got a tough haircut. Yeah. Uh, so well, I, really I think John about. Denver was considered not real country. He's kind of like pop country, and they didn't like him even back then. Because you would think, I mean, you would think he's like one of them. Yeah. Just with the legend. He died in a plane crash, too? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I just think it was that they were like, he was singing about being a country boy, but wasn't really. He's from New Mexico. Yeah. His name, yeah. His favorite place is Denver. What was it that they said in Dumb and Dumber when he goes the wrong way and it's just flatland? Didn't he say, like, that John Denver was full of something, man, or something? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 uh, That's fun. Yeah. But no, Kim Burns stuff is great. Okay. Tough haircut. No sideburns. You would think... Last name Burns, you'd at least rock a, rock <laughs> do the sideburns. Side yeah. Okay. It's much different than I thought. This looks like Henry John Duschendorf. Yeah. 
It does. <laughs> yeah, that's. But he's got a similar. And Ken haircut. Burns should be John Denver. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. The song "America the Beautiful" was written by Catherine Lee Bates, oh. uh, inspired by her views from the top of Pikes Peak, which I've been to up there. Did, and did you write a song when you were up there? No, I stood on a rock and took a picture, but it's one you can drive all the way to the top. So <laughs> it looks impressive, but you have to do zero work. Um, Gerald Ford. There's been no presence from Colorado, but Gerald Ford retired to Colorado after he was president, lived in Vail. In fact, his $13 million. I'll be at Vail this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I will be there. Yeah. I'll be there at Vail, Colorado, Saturday. At the Gerald Ford Amphitheater. Oh, the Gerald Ford Amphitheater. Yeah. I thought you were talking about sending a veil. So I'll be a veil this weekend. That's no. what I thought you said. Too. Oh, no. I'll be in Bell, Colorado this weekend at the Gerald Ford Amphitheater. Wow. It's all coming together. It's all worked out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And his chateau that he lived in is now on the market, $13 million. So while you're there, maybe take a tour. Take a, I'll, I'll take a look. Maybe buy it. We'll maybe, yeah. I'll go into it. Yeah. Just go. Hmm. I went to the Gerald Ford Presidential Library in Grand Rapids. It's not, you know, every president has their library. And his is pretty tough. If I remember correctly, he's the only one that was never actually elected president. Mm-hmm. That so. is 100% the tour you would do. I mean, I love it. The Gerald Ford Presidential Library. It's like, that's another day when I'm sitting alone in the hotel all day. <laughs> I mean, well, man, you should you go, go out. It was right next to, it's right next to Dr. Grin's down there in downtown Grand Rapids. Yeah. I went there check so it out. many times and never. You never thought, let's go to the Gerald Ford Museum? And uh, kind of a popular name. Like, I feel like if people named presidents, they would never forget him. Ford. Yeah, yeah. like Gerald Ford is... is Really? Yeah. Doesn't Kramer have that thing where he says he's got that Gerald Ford right out of there? <laughs> or does he say... I don't know. I, I, I would have thought the opposite, that Gerald Ford's one you kind of just oh, I, I don't think so. Maybe I know. I thought Gerald Ford, uh, I thought he was... It's the middle name that doesn't get a lot of respect. Rudolph. Yeah, Gerald Rudolph. <laughs> Better than Adolph. Yes. This weekend in Omaha, we are like, who's from here? And they said, Gerald Ford. So I guess the guy just got around. Oh, they claim him too. Wait, huh? you were this weekend what? In Omaha. Yeah. And we are like, who famous is from? I mean, I mentioned Warren Buffett, who okay. still lives there. And they said, yeah, Gerald Ford's from here. Yeah, he was born in Grand Rapids and died in Grand Rapids. Oh, but yeah. but lived in Colorado for a time. So <laughs> yeah. He just went yeah. home to die. He must have been buried, yeah. but I think his post-presidential life, he lived in Colorado. I could see retiring in Colorado. Oh, yeah. I always think, yeah. like, if I would have started comedy, because uh, Denver had a great comedy scene, or I, I imagine still has a great comedy yeah, scene. Yeah, they do. And they're, so, like, I could see you'd be like, go live there. I, I definitely could see the, the, the perks of Colorado. Mm-hmm. The uh, tire boot... The tire clamp was invented in Denver, mm. and sometimes called the Denver boot. I've never heard that, but it started there twenty uh, back in nineteen fifty five, and they made a ton of money from I doing bet this. They did, but they did. That's something to be hated for. You ever been booted before? Many times. Really? Oh yeah. Oh re- really? Well, I lived in Charleston. I lived in an apartment. I didn't have it. I didn't have a parking place. I just had to park my car anywhere on the street. So I would drive home drunk a lot and then forget where I parked my car. And then I'd have to go. It either got towed or booted. I'd have to yeah. call my boss. Be like, the people hey. usually most upset with the booting are the people that are already doing pretty illegal things. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, and you then, don't. Yeah, chances are you don't get booted for doing the right thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was always in the wrong. 
Yeah. But come on. Just you gotta you gotta call a guy and then he's gonna it's yeah. But would you rather be booted than towed? I think I would be rather booted than towed. Yeah, because yeah. towed, you got to be like, I don't know where I'm going to go. It's a real hassle. Yeah. 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 Tow truck companies, never friendly. They're not. So is there a number on the boot? Can you just call it? Like- yeah, they'll put stuff on your car to let you know that you've been booted and don't drive away. Because <laughs> you'll damage your car. I've been booted so many times. And they'll fine you, because if you try to drive away with them, you'll break it. You'll break that. Yeah. And then they can charge you for that, too. Oh, yeah. You know, for destruction of property. I have a friend who lives in Donaldson, near Donaldson Christian Academy, and he thought it'd be fun to take one of the downtown bird scooters just out there, just to ride around the neighborhood with his buddies, have fun, and then he was going to bring it back downtown and drop it off. And he said he put it in his truck, and just a little bit after he got out of town, it started beeping and flashing, and Mm -hmm. they've got all these things set up to keep you from stealing it. Yeah. And it just locks down. Yeah, yeah, totally. There are areas like within the city too. It, if you, it'll just stop on you, it'll start beeping. Well, I have we have a friend that rode one to the airport. Yeah, to the Nashville <laughs> wow. airport. Yeah, to the Nashville airport. From wait, from where? From my place downtown. He was staying with me, and he had zero money and and zero money. He stayed out all night, and the next morning I got up, and I'm like, he wasn't there. I was like, how'd you get to the airport? And he's like, I took a bird scooter. I was drunk, and I just rode it on I forty. Wow. Down the interstate. Man, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. That was before all the limits on the on That the was it was. It was a while ago. Yeah. yeah. The and outlaw so, days of the scooters. Yeah. He sent me a picture of it propped up there. Drop offs. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> That's someone that got booted a lot. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah I mean, sure. I love that. I mean, it's a good thing scooters were not around when I was drinking. Yeah. <laughs> I would I would have I would be damaged. Yeah. That's for sure. <laughs> There was a dentist uh, on the East Coast who moved to Colorado Springs. This is in 1901 to set up a dentist shop. When he got there, he noticed that everyone had really brown stained teeth, like looked like dark chocolate caked on their teeth. And he was like, why does everyone have these brown stains? But uh, he noticed that tooth decay was not bad at all. Like they had really good, strong teeth, no cavities. And they did some research. It took a long time. They filled out Colorado Springs has so much fluoride in the water that it was preserving their teeth, but it was browning it. And at that time, they didn't know fluoride helped your teeth. So that was the first case of dentists learning that fluoride is good for your teeth. But then they had to just regulate. They had so much fluoride, it was browning your teeth. Then they just had to learn how to keep it from coloring your teeth, but also helping your enamel. Oh, that's where we figured that out. Yep. All right. Dusty. Yeah. Well, yeah, totally. <laughs> I mean, that's what I've heard about fluoride. You know? <laughs> uh, is there crazy stuff about fluoride? Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, I mean, a lot of people, you know, have some thoughts about fluoride. <laughs> I'm not saying I do, but they, you know, they think that fluoride is not good for you. Oh, really? That it's bad for your brain. Oh. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. You know, what do I know? But. Mm-hmm. I know the dentist used to give me fluoride all the time, and I have had so many cavities. I mean, it is unreal how many cavities I've had. Like it doesn't protect it. It didn't help my teeth. I yeah. mean, maybe I was... I think a little bit it's on us to do some stuff. Yeah, yeah maybe so, but <laughs> I mean, my teeth have been brown before too, but not because there was too much fluoride. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I mean, if you go try to buy, can you buy toothpaste without fluoride? You can, yeah. 
I mean, is that not the is that the whole point of it? Because I mean, they seem like they advertise fluoride a lot. I yeah. know they really push it. Yeah, I feel like it's like deodorant. There are some that are supposedly like that, take out the bad ingredients, but they may not do everything. Yeah. Um, the uh, the Continental Divide goes through straight through Colorado, and I didn't even know what that was. Uh, Aaron, tell us what that is. Now, I don't know what it it's, is. Uh, it's basically where the Rocky Mountains is. So when water flows downstream from Canada, on the west side of Colorado, and that's Continental Divide, it all will end up in the Pacific Ocean. On the east side, it all ends up eventually in the Atlantic Ocean. Wow. No Gulf of Mexico. Yeah. Well, Gulf of Mexico is part of the Atlantic Ocean. Oh. Although it does look like it just bypasses it there. Yeah, so that, that goes right through Colorado. So that is the Continental Divide, and they just do it because of that water. Um, they just do what? They call it that because of the water. The Continental Divide. I think divide? so. I think. Um, I mean, to me, it looks like as simple as there's large mountain range there, so water's either going to flow one way or the other. Yeah. So you think it's dumb? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I do. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A third of the land in Colorado is owned by the federal government. A third. Yeah, that's wow. good. That's probably a good thing. Yeah, just national parks and stuff. <laughs> well, that's what they tell you, but yeah. uh, no, yeah. <laughs> I mean, NORAD's yeah, NORAD's true. there. What is that? That's the North thing that tracks Santa. <laughs> yeah, that is what it is. NORAD stands for North American. What is it? Radar. North American Aerospace Defense Command. Mm-hmm. And to work there, it's in Colorado Springs. You have to. Where's the R come in? Yeah. Oh, well, that's a good question. They, they just try to couldn't say no ad. That what you said there didn't doesn't say n- NORAD. North American Aerospace Defense Command. North. Oh, okay. North American Aerospace Defense N-O-R, Command. Oh, N O R. Yeah, and so then they didn't want to do the C because mm-hmm. NORAD, NORAD is tough to say. Yeah. yeah. So this thing is buried deep in a mountain for security reasons. So if you work there. You have to take a shuttle bus deep into this mountain. They have all kinds of stuff in there. You can, I mean, people leave, but you can't just leave at work to go run errands. So they have a gym. They have a grocery store. They have all these conveniences deep in this mountain. Because once you go in, you're not leaving until it's time to leave. Yeah. You don't just quit that job. Is it? Yeah. I wonder if, yeah. yeah, You don't just walk out. There's no windows. I'm quitting. Well, you're in the middle of a mountain. Yeah, you got to wait for the shuttle. Right. Um, and before nine eleven, you could take tours of it, but since nine eleven, it's you, you can't. They won't let civilians in there to see what's going on. And there's, you know, there's conspiracy theories that they could have stopped nine eleven, but chose not to. I don't know if they chose not to or they think they were just inadequate. But um, too far down the mountain, really. They're like, ah, maybe we shouldn't have dug it so deep. Mm-hmm. Maybe you kind of pay attention no to what's going on out here. Yeah, it's hard to see. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> You go, oh, you're on the mountain, so you're high, so you can see everything. You go, now we're inside the mountain. You go, what are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) I don't mean to tell you your business, sir, but. uh, Yeah, what are you defending here, yourself? Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) What are y'all just hanging out on this mountain, defending the mountain? Are you trying to kill the mountain from the inside? Supposedly they can survive a nuclear attack or or anything because they're so deep in this mountain. Good for them. That's convenient. Yeah. So. It's if you're if there's a nuclear attack, go get in a mountain. You don't hear that. Yeah, go get in a mountain. Go get in a mountain. Yeah, cave. Yeah, 
cave seems dangerous. For nuclear attack? Yeah. Yeah. You're laying down on an elevator floor, so <laughs> let's see. Let's see who let's see who makes it. In what the are last... you gonna do in an elevator? if there's a nuclear attack, you're in an elevator. Do you lay down and try to do the worm? <laughs> <laughs> Is that because the so vibrations you, would, the, yeah, yeah, you that... would just go with it. Yeah. I think that's what I would do. If you told me to lay down an elevator, I would then still do the worm right before, you know, basement. I would still go. And then just try to do, just so I'm at least jumping a little bit. So I get a little bit of both. Yeah, yeah. Bring them both in. Bring them both Don't in. commit to one theory too mm-hmm. hard. Yeah. That's a good compromise. In the last uh, Indiana Jones movie, he survived a nuclear explosion by climbing into a refrigerator. Mm. If it's handy, that is, that's the way to go, really. Is refrigerator? It? I don't know. That's what... Indiana, Indiana Jones, Jones is. is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You said it like you yeah. did some research. Well, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, they always tell you never to get in the refrigerator. But that one you would want but, yeah. to. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. <laughs> yeah. What are these refrigerators made out of? Yeah. He I got, don't. Oh, I don't know. I mean, mm-hmm. I. He got blown pretty far if I remember the movie and then lands and opens the refrigerator door. One time up. there probably was a chance that I could have been a refrigerator repairman. I mean, I was on that path, I think. But, uh, I deliver refrigerators. Did you? Mm-hmm. So you're the resident expert of the group. That's true. Yeah. What are they made out of? Uh, Just something good. heavy. A lot of yeah. <laughs> a lot of metal. A lot of metal. Not not nuclear stuff. <laughs> yeah. Maybe the old refrigerators would have got us through a nuclear attack. The mm-hmm. new ones. Probably. I think the old ones might have caused it. Freon leak. Yeah. 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 Radiation. <laughs> yeah. The uh, Denver Airport's the largest airport in the U.S. by landmass, 33,000 acres, has the longest runway in the U.S., and some people believe it's home of the New Order and neo-Nazi headquarters, <laughs> which we've already covered on here, Yeah, and Lucifer, the Mustang out front, the guy who built it, it fell on him and killed him, so they think it's haunted. They did have like some Egyptian god of death statue out at the airport at one point for a little while. It was a temporary thing, but I thought that was like never really a need to have that. Yeah, especially you know? temporary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, why bring it? Yeah, right. permanent would be like, all right, well, they're making a statement. I don't know, something. At least <laughs> yeah. you're committing to it. Temporary is like, yeah, what happened? Yeah, yeah. Let's see what this does for a little bit. You know, That is a big area. That's yeah, very big. Very far from downtown. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big fan of that airport. It's just for how big it is, you would I th- I feel like it should be more fun to walk around and it doesn't. It feels very closed. Like when you go walk around like it's dark, it's you know, there's not a ton of light, mm-hmm. not, you know. Yeah, I didn't have a lot of fun in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for different reasons. Slow baggage claim. Oh, okay. My bag, it took so long to come. Like my nephew who had never flown with me, and never flown at all, just did a carry-on bag. And I had a checked bag and I felt so stupid. Like I travel all the time. And then I'm there with my nephew. He's like, I'm ready to go, man. Where's the same one at? you told, come on, we got to go. Yeah. I had to wait for my bags a long time. <laughs> Did you tell him this is how it is? Yeah. I said, this is not normally how it is. I don't know what they're doing out here. Maybe they're all on drugs. Yeah. I remember making that joke yeah. to him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I don't know what's happened. Yeah. I tell you one thing's happened. No bathroom in the hotel. <laughs> yeah. yeah <exactly. laughs> now that we have some time to talk. Might as well go and lay, lay the yeah. land. Yeah, this is for brushing your teeth only. Yeah. yeah. So the Supermax Prison is in Colorado, where the world's most dangerous criminals are brought, including El Chapo. Mm. Chapo. It's called Alcaraz, Alcatraz of the Rockies. Uh, there's 
344 inmates there right now, 23 hour a day, confined to a single cell. And uh, if you guys had the choice, would you want it your own single cell or would you want a roommate? I'd I'd, buy myself. I'll buy myself too. I'd be, Uh, yeah. I'd, I'd take a roommate. Yeah. Do I get to screen the roommate at all? Do no. I get to interview him? No. no. But no. yeah, give well, me a single cell. It's not a crazy question. This is a hypothetical, you know? I'm For this hypothetical, no. But you're going to be okay. in there three, 23 hours a day. So prison terrifies me. Give me a room alone all day. 23 hours a day by myself terrifies me. I'd like another human being to bounce some ideas off of, ask some yeah. questions. I know. don't know. But I don't you want can to talk in, to the guy next to you. I don't want to be <laughs> in like the hole, like you see in like solitary confinement type thing. But you know, just give me my own cell. Yeah, I can clean okay. it. I can okay. get a little mirror, like you see in the movies, and we can hold it out, look at each other. But I have some. Security. It's. I mean, that's a. Is that a small prison? Three hundred forty-four like people. Yeah, um, I mean. That's the best. Isn't the Boston Bombers there? Yeah, everybody. Yeah. At one time, they, they had one row they called Bombers Row because they had Terry Nichols, Oklahoma City bomber. Ramsey Youssef did the World Trade Centers in 93. Eric Rudolph and Ted Kaczynski, all in wow. the same row. But the Boston Bombers there now. It's a really good idea to have all the guys that know how to make bombs like, <laughs> right next to each other. I mean, can you imagine if you're the guard there? You probably... Your opinion probably changed about stuff. That's, yeah. I mean, that's some dudes that don't. They're like, let me talk to you while we did this. And you'd yeah. be like, yeah, dude. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they've still had murders there. I mean, even though they only get out for one hour a day, there was like a Mexican drug lord that got killed. Not El Chapo, obviously, but some Mexican, you know, that they turned their back for a second and they killed him. No. Hmm. So. That's the cell. See what it looks like. Got a little bit of a TV there. Oh, that's nice. Got a little, little window. Kind of half of a twin bed. TV really looks like. High. That's rough on the neck. It is tough on the neck. I mean, you talk about you get a roommate. You talk about going to the bathroom. I you mean, got your rules, so that's going to be tough you on him. Do then? It's, I mean, listen. A lot of my rules are going to go out the window. If <laughs> yeah. I'm in a prison. But I mean, you're, and they go out the most extreme out. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. I spent one night in a city jail in Opelika, Alabama, with three <laughs> other roommates, and I wish that I was alone in there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was two bunk beds and then a little toilet in between us. One guy I kind of knew in there, and it was uh, I was like, I wish I was alone. Yeah, because I was like, to him? yeah, I had to. He was talking to me, and I was like, I'm ready to get out of here. But what if the other guy was a friend? Does that change it at all? Or would you still rather be alone? Yeah, if it's, I mean, you're, uh, if it's your buddy, I guess. Yeah, if it's the two of you are in prison. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to ask the same question. Yeah. And you have to decide for the rest of your life. You have to decide, are you alone or do you share a prison cell with Bates? Uh, yeah. it would, I, would, I think I'd share it. Like, Aww, it'd be, thank you. You'd be, uh, you know, I don't think you'd make it long. So. Yeah, that's true. So you're just yeah. playing the odds. Yeah. I mean, what are we talking about? Two, three months tops? Yeah, I mean, he's going to go quick. It's probably no, the nicest thing you've ever said to me. The worry would be, you know, a lot. It would be. But that would almost calm you down in a way, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be like, just chill, yeah. dude. We're in prison. <laughs> it'd be. <laughs> We're in prison. It'd not- be, yeah, I'd be talking, you know. The bathroom thing would be very hard, though. It would be hard. That'd but be almost enough to make me I really alone. think you're you're underestimating the impact of just months and months and years of not just having conversations with people 
Like that would really mess with you, I think. But you would have conversations. It would just be you could always go on your own. I don't know. Who are you talking to? The I don't know. Me and him are going to be in there talking about Todd Yoder. Vanderbilt <laughs> 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 Notre Dame. It's going to touchdown. <laughs> just uh, like, remember that one game yeah. back in 97? Yeah. <laughs> Corey Chavis. Yeah, it'd get old quick for sure. Yeah. You'd have to go like, hey, tomorrow, let's just not talk at all. Yeah. Yeah, but you're talking about you're never going to get out of there. Right? Yes. So it's like you're, you don't need to keep up the social skills. But it's not well. That's not the point of having a conversation, so that I stay on top of, <laughs> so that I stay sharp in social situations. Yeah, that's why you want to do it because the Webers can't you can't handle your brain not being used properly, and so you are you would like to be challenged. You go, uh, hello, I want somebody to wake up and go. Gerald Ford was the best president we've ever had. You go, I beg to differ, <laughs> yeah. fine young man, and, and then y'all. As you're eating, you're reading an old newspaper because they don't give you. <laughs> yeah, I th- I think you'd want to talk to other people. I think we're social creatures. We want to have relationships with other people. If you, you know? get an hour a day. Okay. Yeah, there's a chance you're going to get killed in that hour. <laughs> yeah. So, you, yeah, you'll want to stay sharp. Okay. They have to so stay that- in the cell for 23 hours? I think so, yeah. yeah. And then they get uh, one hour free time. I think they are incentives to if you have good behavior. That I mean, you, imagine one hour of free time and you use that to kill. You know, it's like, <laughs> gotta do something. Once you had it for a while, you're just like, might as well do it. Here's the the lounge room. This is where you can really make use of that one hour. I, I feel like they're allowed to go out there. Like the people in the thing can go in and out of the cell. I don't think they're locked in that cell for 23 hours. I think you'd be surprised. Mm, I think they treat them pretty nice. <laughs> Since they're combined twenty three hours per day in single cells with facilities. Well, maybe made of though, I guess the, the worst of the worst. Yeah, it's the, the worst, worst of the worst. But all these guys are, yeah. I think you'd want to be in that one. What kind of prison do you think Martha Stewart was in? Not a hardwood. I think it was. Yeah, I don't know what she did, but insider trading. Yeah, and then they got her. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't. She had to be in like a, a a decent one. Like I think there is a there's some there's some that are like the blue white collar. Yeah, yeah. You could make deals and go. Hey, can can I still go to work? You know, nine to five. People oh. have done that. Yeah, and then I'll after work to, I'll come back to prison. Yeah. What kind of deal is that? That's a, that okay. sounds like you got to, if you ask a cop if he's a cop, he has to say yes. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah. what that sounds like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like you would tell someone that, you know, you could go back to work. You just got to spend the night here. <laughs> yeah. Been here for 25 years, dude. Why didn't you? <laughs> you never mentioned that. You never mentioned that I could just roll on out of here. <laughs> All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Is that it? Uh, I was going to mention a little oh. bit Colorado sports. Okay. That's real fast. Yeah. Also, the world's most precise clock is in at the University of Colorado. The old record. It would lose a second every 100 million years, but this guy invented one that will lose a second every 15 billion years. <laughs> Let's talk about the Denver Broncos' greatest quarterback, Tim Tebow. Yeah. All right, we'll move on from clock. How does that guy know? <laughs> that guy just, you know. How does he know that it's going to yeah. do that? You shot that down quick. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's, I mean, that's. Good question. He won. He split $3 million of prize money. I zoned out. My headphone went into a couple of ears, and I yeah. I lost what was happening. He won the 2022 Breakthrough Prize in Fundamental, fundamental Physics 
and he split a $3 million prize money for developing this clock. That he says... Won't lose a second for 15 billion years, which is longer than even scientists say the universe has existed. But how could he not... He could just make the same clock the other guy made and say at least 15 billion And we're not going to know for 15 billion years. We wouldn't even know for... A million. Like the other guy was like in 10 million years or whatever it was. I think it's the science behind it's totally different. So however he came up with it, yes, no one obviously can prove it's going to do that. But the science they use says it should last that long. He did it in a way no one's ever done it. Hmm. Now, how he did it, I don't know. Something about atoms and vibrating and stuff like that. Mm But uh some famous and if apocalypse comes, I mean, then it's going to be like, who cares yeah, what right. time it is? And he's like, but I'm inventing a clock about it. Yeah, that's cool, man. Oh, I did want to mention this. This is conspiracy theory. United Airlines Flight 585 uh, was going from Denver to Colorado Springs in 1991. Crash killed everyone on board, 25 people on board. So the conspiracy theory was that the pilot and the co-pilot, who was a woman, was having an affair and he told her, the pilot told her on the flight he wanted to end it. And she got so upset that she grabbed an axe, killed him, and then crashed the plane into the ground. Wow. Bad timing. That's wild. All right, I got it, that backwards. He killed her. Oh. And, and crashed the plane into the ground. Now, they think this rumor... The, they did research, and there was something wrong with the plane, the rudder. They think this rumor was... Conspiracy theory was... Con, uh, made up by Boeing themselves. Because oh, because they want you to know? Boeing was oh. being sued. Bob, sure. Bob Our plane these... was messed up, but the pilots were having an affair. Yeah, well, they wouldn't even admit their plane was messed up. They're like, no, there's nothing wrong with our planes. They just crashed it on purpose because yeah, all right. these families were suing. So they think Boeing started this conspiracy theory about this affair. But Yeah, which is insane. That you then, that guy's wife and her husband and, you know, they now are like, well, did he? Were they, you know, having an affair? You're saying it's insane, but you would believe that a company would do something like that? Uh, I would. Probably now I would. Yeah. I wouldn't have back then, but now I would. Not that I was thinking about it back then. <laughs> I was like, I thought about Boeing quite a bit when I was little. <laughs> so all the major sports teams that are in Denver, uh, Broncos have won eight AFC championships and three Super Bowls. And shared the record for most Super Bowl losses, five. Tied with the Patriots. You wouldn't have thought that, but they've been so much that <laughs> they've lost some. So Tim Tebow's your favorite? Well, I just remember those days. I was just drinking heavy, sitting in a bar, watching Tim Tebow win a, a playoff game against the Steelers. Yeah. Uh, First play of overtime. Yeah. Tebow mania. Yeah. I remember, yeah, I was, in my head I always thought Tim Tebow didn't get a fair shot. I was like, yes. Yeah, so I always did think yeah, that. So I was like at Denver. I was like, well, let him try. Yeah. Because it was like the whole time, there's something to be said about the whole time people are telling you you're terrible and that you should be getting rid of. That like I, that mindset is like, well, he won. Mm-hmm. And then he went to that and you're like, you know, because he's like a winner. Yeah. I never liked him as a Florida Gator, but in the pros, I was I – was, Tim Tebow. But he was a winner at Florida. He was a winner his whole life. He was. He was crushing. Yeah. It maybe Russell, Russell best Wilson was like that. Yeah. Yeah. Russell Wilson, I remember when he played Wisconsin, like when I, I remember seeing him, I was like, this guy's just like a winner. Yeah. Like he's just going to. And now he's the Broncos quarterback. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. All right. All right. Okay. All Full circle. Around. Yeah. And a University of Colorado player that we now sponsor, NFL, Nate, Nate Landman. Nate Landman. He had his first game this past weekend for the Falcons, and uh, he's an unrestricted free agent, so he's just trying to make the team. Okay. Undrafted free agent, I should say. And I think he led the defense in total plays, total snaps. That's what I'm talking about. So I guess that could be good or bad that they just keep you out there in the fourth quarter. Is he quarter. a quarterback? Nate Landman. No. Yeah. He's a linebacker. Okay. I oh, no. yeah. Nate Landman. Nate Landman. Yeah, he's got to. We like him. He's got to make it. He's got to make it. What about Bobby Haber? Remember him? Yeah. Where was he? He was at? a quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. There's a Seinfeld where George is like Herbert and Herbert Hebert. Yeah. yeah. I think he went by Hebert, but it's. Yes, I do remember that. Yep. There we go. All right. All right. Uh, but I will say that the University of Colorado football team won the national championship in 1990. They had two things that really went their way. The biggest being the fifth down game. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that's wild. They the refs forgot to change the marker, and they got they got another down, and they scored a touchdown to win the game. Wow! Because of it. <laughs> so that's the that's one of the most famous screw ups in college football. Man, it's that. crazy to think that was uh, Missouri back then, dude. In the nineties, when I first watched college football, it was like Missouri was unbelievable. Nebraska was Alabama. Mm-hmm. Uh, Colorado was like top of it. smu uh was that kind of that, i was yeah that's probably that. bates could speak no to that. in my time smu got the death penalty right yeah they were but like, they were good but that was then that. they were leading up they were like the number yeah. one craig yeah. james and all yeah, yeah. yeah. smu is before me but nebraska like you don't ever remember yeah. nebraska being good like or i remember i remember tim couch i remember that kind of era but not in couch was at kentucky oh not Tim. Oh, eric crouch eric crouch yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, that. Nebraska was unreal. Back-to-back national championships. Yeah. I remember them playing I mean, Miami in the in the national. And championship. you, I, you just think you go, well, they're never going to be bad. Yeah. And not saying they're, they're. I don't think they're. They're definitely not where they were. Right. And but it's you, in, at that time you're like, well, I guess just Nebraska will win for the rest of our lives. Mm-hmm. And then it's so wild that you're like, oh, now there's not even. You Tom Osborne was was the guy, and when he left, they just never been the yeah. same. The yeah. black shirts, isn't that what they used to call? Nebraska defense because they were that good. I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, and then Colorado, and then in the Fiesta Bowl, and this is before, obviously, the BCS, where the pollers just decide who's going to win the, the national championship as far as who they award it to. But in the Fiesta Bowl, no, sorry, the Orange Bowl, the with 43 seconds left, they're playing Notre Dame. Rocket Ishmael returned a 92-yard punt that would have won the game for Notre Dame, but then there was a clipping penalty. So they oh, negated it. Colorado won ten to nine, and and was, I think, given a share of the national championship. Yeah, I remember Rocky Ishmael. I, I loved him. He was electric, dude. He was one of the first uh, athletes that I really like. Kind of star athletes oh, yeah. that I remember being like, "Oh, that guy's crazy." Mm-hmm. And I, I remember being a big fan of him. When he touched the ball, it was electric. It was a lot like uh, Golden Tate was kind of the same way. When he was there, when he touched the ball, it was kind of everybody knew something special was going to happen. And I'd forgotten the Rockies went to the World Series, but they did one year, got swept by the Red Sox. When was that? 2007? That recent. Yep. I don't remember that at all. The Avalanche, I think their first year as a team, they won the Stanley Cup. Yeah, they've been good. They won it this year. hot. 
I mean, we're just, yeah. Yeah. All right. I guess it's going to yeah. stop. Yeah. I mean, at this point, we're. But you're going to be in Vail this weekend, Colorado? Yeah. I'll be in Vail, Colorado at Gerald Ford Amphitheater this weekend. Uh, so come out to that. And then everywhere else. Uh, I'm home this weekend, but I got some big shows coming up in Missouri, in Springfield, Missouri. I'm going to be at um, Corner Pocket <laughs> Comedy Show at Billiards. It's a. Billiards. And then I'm going to be at Helium September. That's September 15th and September 16th, 17th. I'm at Helium in St. Louis. Oh, that's awesome, man. Yeah. I'm doing the Opry this weekend, but next weekend I'm in Tulsa, Oklahoma, the Looney Bin, headlining the Looney Bin. All right. Tulsa. Come on out. Oh, yeah. I'm going to be, uh, I guess tonight I'll be at the Washington. Oh, no, no. Uh, Iowa. Iowa. Iowa State Fair. Yeah, you guys. Oh, yeah. The Iowa State Fair with John Chris. And then I'll be at uh, Wichita, Kansas at Vorchier's Cocktail Lounge. And then I'll be Kansas City, Missouri over the weekend at the Improv. And then Columbia, Missouri at a place called the Blue Note on Sunday. Yeah. It's going to be great gonna be fun all right uh thank you everybody for listening as always we love you uh appreciate it and we will see you next time nate land is produced by nate land productions and by me nate bargetzi and my wife laura on the all things comedy network Recording and editing for the show is done by Genovations Media. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to catch us next week on the Nate Land Podcast.